So let's be real. The world we live in, kind of a living nightmare, especially this year. With that being said, I think all of us, at one point or another, fantasize and, and dream of living in different universes. We all love our different IPs. Sometimes we just want to get away. So this is our opportunity. Join us as we go and visit our favorite fictional universes. This is Planet Fantasy, the Dream Fictional Universe Draft. to another episode of the Planet Fantasy Podcast, and we're your hosts, Damon and Kyle. How's it going today, Kyle? Not bad, man. How you doing? Doing good. It's been a long week, but I'm ready for this draft. I'm ready for tomorrow football. Yes, I'm going to say it again. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just really amped for this one. This is uh, not what we were uh, expecting to do, you know, but uh, it is a different draft than we promised you guys. So Kyle, you want to tell everybody what we are going to be doing today? Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, today is going to be all about um, fictional universes. So we, you know, we, we love our, our different IPs. Um, so we're going to be talking about just our essential fictional universes that we would love to live in, uh, to visit, whatever. It's really up to interpretation. Um, the only qualifier is going to be that, you know, it's, uh, it's, it can't be a place that's like based on Earth, but other than that, it's really up to interpretation, um, and we're going to do, each of us are going to do six, because it's just the two of us, we are without a guest tonight, um, I think we'll have a little bit more room, and yeah, uh, basically just, these are the, the fictional universes that we, we would love to, to live in, or, or visit, or however we interpret our best, um, and so uh, to decide, obviously, the order, um, we have a list game as usual, what's our list game this week, Damon? Yes, our list game is going to be pretty pretty easy this one. It's going to be fictional regions. Um, so essentially, as long as it's a, like a town, a city, um, a country even, you know, as long as it's not like a, a world or even a big-ass continent, you know, <laughs> pretty much up for uh, grabs. Right. So uh, you want to start us off, Kyle? Sure. Uh, let's go Pluto, JK. Uh, let's go Zadia from the Dragon Prince. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Um I'm going to go the Kanto region. Nice. In Pokemon. Um, Metropolis. All right. Gotham. Nice. Um, let's go. Uh, I always mispronounce it, but uh, Kohog. Oh yeah. From Family guy. Family guy. Yeah. yeah. That's a... Let's go Agrabah from Aladdin. Nice. Um. Uh, let's go with this uh, Sunnydale from uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Are you sure that's not real? That actually could very easily be a real place. <laughs> um, I'm not going to visit it ever. You know, just to say, I did not draft that for this world. <laughs> it did not happen. I don't want to visit there ever. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um... Crap. Well then, 
Um, Star City. Nice. Uh, I mean, I, I got to do it. Uh, I got to stay on brand. Let's go Central City. All right. Let's go Smallville. Nice. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Sokovia. Okay. Okay. I don't even know really sh- sure how to spell that. Neither do I. I know it's an S. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, how about I'm blanking here. Um, oh, um, oh man. Uh, Wakanda. Wakanda forever. Nice. Um, let's go to Cloud City. Oh, that's a good one. Hmm. Oh, um, Mordor. Nice. Um, ooh, let's see. Five seconds. Then, uh, mm. One. That's it. Nope. Okay, well. Uh, let me let's see if I can figure out one, and or if not, we'll keep going. Okay. Okay, the Shire. Oh, nice. All right. So, I think we, you know, I think if you had gotten a couple more seconds, we probably could have kept going for another like six or seven rounds. Oh yeah, there, sure. there's a lot. Uh, <laughs> okay, so that that leaves it to me, and I think I'm going to. So first off. Before we go anywhere with this order, Kyle, I wanted to just clarify one thing. So okay. you said, as long as it's not based on Earth, right? Is that right. what we decided? Right. So it cannot be anything that is, you know, a different alternate dimension of Earth? Um, I think that's fine, because that's still a, a different, like, setting. Uh, but if it's like a... So we just listed a bunch of cities. Like, if I were to say... Uh, Star City, like that. I don't think that would count because that's like still very much based on the Earth we know. But if it's an alternate Earth, an alternate dimension, what have you, I think it's still up for grabs. Hmm. Okay. Well, you may have to veto some of my choices. <laughs> fine. But you know, we'll we'll get to that bridge when we cross it. Okay. So I'm gonna go first, just to get this one out the way, and uh, I know for a fact this is not going to be questioned. Um, so I just want to set the scene. So first off, for my draft, the this these dream fictional universes, I went for this with the thought of living there in mind. I'm thinking if I were able to live my entire life there, you know, from birth to death, where would I go? And these are the places I came up with. Number one, I'm a 10-year-old kid. I am ready to start my life and my journey on the road. And so I head down to see the professor and to grab my first starter Pokemon because I'm going to the Pokemon universe. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, I mean, it's been with me since I was a kid. And it's like, it's such a fun world to, to play in. 
there's so many video games and i was a personal fan of the tv show did you ever watch kyle uh so very late so i actually completely missed the pokemon train growing up and i've only just really kind of like gotten into it in the last maybe two years or so that's fair so i mean i was there when it started but honestly i was more of a card collector and a show watcher than actually playing the games just because you know i played red i played yellow i played them all the first gen, of course i kind of got out of it uh, uh out of it after the second generation but even then you know i was always enthralled by all the pokemon that they came up with all the you know fun lightheartedness of the show and but you know all that put aside i I just want to focus on the universe itself how fun would it be kyle to to live in this world where there's just all of these creatures of different abilities you know ones that are literally ghosts others can shoot fireballs um you know, others can literally hypnotize you. It sounds a little crazy, right? But, you know, wouldn't it be fun? Do you think you'd enjoy living in the Pokemon universe? Yeah, so, I mean, with my very... I, I had a suspicion this was on your list. And with my very limited knowledge, um, it already... I mean, it just sounds like a blast. Just, like, I just, like... I would love a universe where I get to experience, like, creatures that I've never seen in real life anyway. And so that's, I mean, that's just this to a T. And I think a lot of our, our picks are going to be about just kind of, like, exploring and new things that you couldn't in, re- in real life. And, yeah, this this is that to a T. Um, I, I love the idea of just, uh, the, as far as I know, like, c- c- uh, living in a universe with these creatures where you're not, you know, a lot of fictional stories are about, like, the, the conflict between different races and stuff. And, this is more just real mellow. You're just co-inhabiting uh, the world with these creatures. And I love that. Um, my question is like, what, you know, what's your, what's your go-to, I guess, Pokemon. If you're, are you going to be a trainer in this universe? Oh, okay. Okay. So I've thought about it a lot. I, like I said, I want to start off, you know, as a kid it, to start that journey for one, right. I don't think they go to school. That's, you know, like Ash literally, he turned 10, he, he got po- uh, Pikachu and he hit the road, and he's been on that road for, what, 20, 20 plus years now? Right. Yeah. And, uh, never stopped. I don't remember one high school class, one little grade school class. You know, I'm okay with that if all that life has to offer is training Pokemon. That sounds really fun and, like, so lively, you know? Like, yeah. so much better than what I'm doing right now. You know, just day in and day out, going to work, going to sleep. I want to go out there and train Pokemon, find that bond with these amazing creatures, and then train together and beat some ass out there on the <laughs> You know, like, I, I love competition. You know, competition comes natural to me. Uh, I get very feisty when it comes to stuff like that. And so I feel like I would be really driven, especially as a kid. I was super ambitious as a kid. You know, depression nipped that in the bud now. But, you know, I'm still fighting. Um, yeah. I think I would want to train and, you know, go to all the tournaments and eventually open my own gym mm. and be a gym leader. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that would be my dream for in the Pokemon universe. I love that. That's yeah, that sounds like a that sounds like a super fun life. Uh, like you said, there's like there's no as far as we know, there's no school. So like that's just that's life is kind of all centered around that. So that's just I mean, that sounds as funny as, as it's going to sound, it sounds simpler than like normal life because you're just doing one thing. 
Uh, and I love that. That's what this, I mean, a lot of this is going to be escapism for us guys. Like this is, you know, it's 2020. We would probably rather be somewhere else right now. So, I mean, this is that to a T. Um, it just sounds like a real simple life. And uh, so did you see the movie Detective Pikachu? I did. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I've seen it like three times now, actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's that fun to me. Like, I, I love the Pokemon universe. And what was fun was Detective Pikachu. Have you seen it? I haven't. It's on the list, though. So this isn't much of a spoiler because it's the world is very presented to you very early on. This is kind of in the future of pro- possibly what happened with Ash in that whole universe, right? Okay. In this yeah. world, they have like more cities and all the Pokemon are kind of living in harmony with the humans. There's no fighting. There's no gyms anymore. It's been outlawed, in at, or at least in this big city, you know. And so it's kind of like a human Pokemon utopia. Um, so, you know, it kind of talks about a – it doesn't really say anything, but it hints at a past of them being like, we're not fighting Pokemon anymore. We're not doing this. Right. So I do want to acknowledge that maybe – the idea that the Pokemon universe maybe is built on animal abuse, I will acknowledge that. But, you know, I still think it would be amazing. And yeah. I don't think it would be abuse if they agreed. But then again, I don't want to get into that. Right. Uh, I would never make them fight if they didn't want to. I will say that. Yes. <laughs> but what Detective Pikachu did so well was the Pokemon looked so animated. They looked really detailed and authentic. And it made you feel like you were almost in that world, uh, even if it was different than all the, you know, cartoons and the shows that we were used to. So For sure. Yeah. Um, let me ask you, Kyle, um, who would be your starter Pokemon? Um, so, yeah, again, going into it with really limited knowledge, I think I like Mewtwo. Um, I remember just like when I was growing up, not really being into Pokemon, but having a lot of friends they were all a lot of my friends just were huge me too fans and uh i really like the look of that character so i think that would be my go-to but i i, I couldn't even tell you like classes of pokemon and <laughs> all of that so that's that would be my start but i think i would love to live here too because it would just be ultimate discovery for me like completely fish out of water and just kind of figuring out how all the mechanics work but yeah <laughs> All right, so that is my first pick. Kyle, hit us with your first and second. All right, um, so kind of similarly, like you said at the top, this is one where, like, uh, there were a couple I had that just felt like, like uh, maybe not no-brainers, but, again, I'm with like, like Damon, I'm going along the lines of I want to live here. So, I mean, I, I love Game of Thrones, but Westeros is not going to be showing up on my list. Uh so one of these is like, you know, I just I would love to live in this place. It just seems so fun. Um, it felt like a no brainer. So for my first one, I'm going to go with uh, Narnia. Um, I so going back, you know, to very early childhood, I would say the the Chronicles of Narnia books were probably my gateway into the fantasy genre, like before Harry Potter, before um, even like Star Wars, like very, I mean, one of my earliest memories is reading these books for the first time. Um, and, you know, not a lot of the things from the books uh, age very well. Uh, C.S. Lewis had some very um, interesting and problematic views on a lot of things. But uh, I think the things that age well are just the setting and Narnia in general, like the universe itself. I, I love the idea of um, it's a very just vast and and 
at times complicated world but like the idea of you know with the series you start with the creation of it and then um a lot of people's like gateway into the series is is of course the lion the witch and the wardrobe and the way that's set up i i love that the series also covers different eras of of this universe and so at that point you know um it's a bit of like a uh, you know winter is is the perpetual state the universe is in and you get to see that change and you get to see how the universe reacts to that. And um, again, like this is another kind of along your, the lines of your pick, just like living with like other, otherworldly things, just kind of in unison with those things, depending on the era of, of Narnia, Narnia we're talking about, but I would love to live in Narnia, you know, 15 years into the reign of the, the Pevensey sibling. So uh, it's a pretty peaceful land and, and you get to live in, in harmony with, you know, with, uh, with fawns like Mr. Tumnus and you, and you, uh, I, I just like, it's a beautiful, I will say too, the movies, I don't love all of them, but I think that they realized it on screen so well, just like the landscapes and like, it's, it just seems like a, a beautiful universe to live in. Um, and I feel like there's a lot you can do too. Like there's a lot of exploring you can do. I feel like most of my time spent there would be just traveling. Um, <laughs> that's how I want to live life in general. So, I think that I, that wouldn't change no matter where I, where I lived. Um, I would constantly be traveling and wanting to just see different places. Um, and yeah, I just think that like it, it's it's interesting because it's like going to Narnia almost feels like going back in time because you're going to a bit of like a like a um, King Arthur time period kind of place, um, and that would be fun. I think it would be interesting. Uh, you would also kind of normal life would look very different. Um, you know, technology looks very different in a universe like this. Uh, but I do think, again, it's kind of going back to like that simple lifestyle. Um, things would be a lot simpler, uh, in Narnia. Uh, I think that that's shown at the best of the series. Um, and again, it, we see it change a lot through different, uh, different eras and, um, you know, it faces like there's a lot of conflict during the series, but like I said, at this point, you know, maybe like 15 years into the Pevensey siblings uh, reign, I think it would be really fun. It just would be a very chill place to live in. And uh, I don't know, man, I, I feel like I would immediately if I if I lived there, just seek out like Mr. Tumnus or a fawn <laughs> and just chill with them because they seem they seem to live the best life in, in this series. Oh, like just Oh, most definitely, man. They they seem to have it together. I want to go live with them, chill, drink some tea and <laughs> chill in the woods. Um, I'm so glad you picked Narnia, man. I mean, I, I think bef before Harry Potter entered my life, I think Narnia was like the, like the fantasy story to me as a kid. For sure. And like, you know, um, I did grow up as a Christian. So this book was a very prevalent, you know, but even now, uh, as I consider myself more uh, non-religious, I love these books. Uh, they have such good tales and stories, such good morals. Uh, the characters are so earnest. Um, and like you said, the, the universe is very peaceful. As long as you're in that time of the Pevinces, um, don't go, <laughs> don't go during uh, the witches rule. Don't do right. that. Uh, you know, 15 years into their rule, I feel like that would be very chill. Um, and of course this world is full of magic, talking animals, mythical creatures, um, you know, knights and ladies. It's, I don't really know what I would personally want to do in the world like that, especially in a peaceful time. What What do you think you would be doing uh, during your time? Just chilling with Mr. Tumnus and, you know, in the woods, just, you know, enjoying nature? 
I think that would be part of it. And I think that also it would be, so my favorite book and movie in this series has always been uh, Voyage of the Don Treader. Cause I just, I love the idea of sailing and just exploring. So I think it would be either, yeah, spent with Mr. Tumnus just chilling or just kind of like sailing maybe with Reepicheep and just kind of exploring, um, you know, the, the, I mean, it's a pretty vast universe. And so, uh, I think a lot of it would just be like, I would want to travel just all the time. <laughs> you know? That's fair. There's, there'd be a lot to probably discover still, you know, in this right. universe. Like, um, man, I, I love this series. My favorite book personally was the horse and his boy, um, mm. kind of a very, uh, solo kind of tale, you know, it really doesn't, it kind of fits into the universe, but it, it doesn't really have much to do with the Pippincies or, or much of anything, but I've always wanted to see that be adapted and you know, they're, they're make uh, Netflix bought the rights so, yes. and their television show. I and am so excited. That's going to be amazing. And I feel like after I watch that, I am definitely going to be mad that you pick Narnia in this draft instead of me. <laughs> uh, I definitely had it a little bit lower on my list, but this would be a fun world. I would say I didn't have it as high, mainly because one rule I was a bit adamant about is I don't want to go to a place that doesn't have plumbing. And so, yeah. you know, just or more modern things like a shower, you know, right. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. Oh, that's that's totally fair. I thought about that too when I picked it, and I was like, you know, I, I, I considered that, and I think Damon even said that before we started the podcast, maybe yesterday. And I was just like, that's a really good point, and didn't even cross my mind when I was picking some of these. But yeah, so that'll lead to some interesting conversations for sure. Okay, um, who is your favorite character in the Narnia series? Oh man, um, so. I love that you said the horse and his boy is your favorite, by the way, just because I think that's a very underrated one. It's not my favorite, but I think that I, I, I'm glad I got some love. Um, but I would say probably my favorite is just because you start out like just absolutely hating him and he really goes on a journey is Eustace. Uh, yeah, just useless. Yeah. Uh, he I mean, he's the worst in Voyage of the Dawn Treader. And then he really, even in that book, goes on this great, this great journey. He's really humbled by Aslan. And uh, going forward, he's got a really great story in The Silver Chair as well. Um, so I, I really like that character a lot. What about you? Um, I loved Eustace. It's been a, it has been a minute since I've read these books, so I don't remember everything. But I remember how Eustace really grew up and matured. And, you know, this, this these books honestly probably did that better than maybe any other book series that I can remember vividly, you know, it, it jumps generations and eight, you know, we see so many people in different age uh, brackets, you know, we see Caspian young on the Don Redder, and then we see much older over chair. Um, we, we see the growth of the Pivensies to, to young, to old, to back to young again. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, in the magician's nephew, I, I love getting to know the nephew a uh, good old Diggory. I mean, not Diggory. What's his name? Yeah, it was, it was Diggory. Uh, it is Diggory, yes. Um, I really want to read that book again soon because I remember how, you know, until then you were like, oh, I knew Narnia. This is a great story. And then, bam, it, it shows you how it started. And you're like, oh, wow, this guy really had a big part in it. So I love him, but I love me some Lucy. I oh. love Lucy. Yeah. Um. God, I, I love honestly all the kids though. They work so well together. Um, they love each other, and I remember just wanting to punch Edmund in the face a couple times because <laughs> he just wouldn't get it, and then he finally did. Um, th this universe just brings me joy to think about. You know, 
the you know it has all of those allegories and ideas of of peace and prosperity uh I, I, this is a great thing man uh thank you thank you oh. yeah I, I agree just about the characters i think that that's another thing too when i pick the universe um like i think you can just make a lot of really great friendships in this universe because they're all i mean it's all about peace like everyone just wants peace and everyone's living such a peaceful life at, at some point in this universe um so yeah I, I agree lucy lucy is the best though she is the purest of all the characters easily the the i mean you there's a lot of posts that try and like sort everyone into houses from that uh universe and lucy is obviously a hufflepuff i mean she's just she's constantly trying to help other people and and uh she's easily just like the purest character in that universe so i i definitely agree um but yeah okay man the narnia is off the board and what will be off the board after your second pick all right so going from uh you know bit of a like kind of an archaic lifestyle um not a lot of technology involved to pretty much the complete opposite (laughs) um i'm gonna go with one that you know i I have i have a lot of alternate picks so if you want to veto this i completely understand technically does not take place um on earth but it's like a uh it's hard to explain it's 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 not removed from Earth, so I'm going with the grid uh, from the Tron, the two Tron movies. Um, so I am just so fascinated by this world. Uh, I just so I will say too. I think we've mentioned this a couple times on this podcast, but Tron Legacy, incredibly underrated movie, um, really fun sequel. I think that there's there's points in that movie where I was like, damn, this is like The Force Awakens, but better. Like it just expands on the original so well. And, like, I love Sam Flynn. I think he's a great lead character. Um, but I just love the grid. Like, it's so fascinating. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Daft Punk. And so just, like, the idea of, like, living in a world that's, like, basically the personification of their music is so fun. Um, and uh, it's just a visual treat. Uh, I would love to just, like, you know, go to, like, weekly um, – what are they called? Uh, disc games or like watching, you know, competitions like that. Uh, you know, there's a sinister edge to that for sure. And we see that in Tron Legacy and we see kind of the, the dictatorship of, of Clue. But uh, I would love to, you know, also like visit like a club, like the one that uh, uh, Michael Sheen's character is in charge of. And, and I think that would be really fun. But just the idea of this, like this world that's completely, um, you know, it's completely artificial and it's it's completely uh, vr I, I think that would be really interesting um you know there's the idea of like with olivia wilde's character like you want to experience the outside world and we get to see that at the end of tron legacy but um i think that the idea of like living there and just experiencing like completely like just uh this world that's been just completely created by one man who like had this imagination and and this universe came out of that would be really intriguing and again, like just driving around in the light cycle would be so dope um, for that to be like the main form of transportation. I think that would be awesome. Um, and I don't know. I just I think that this is more just me saying I want another Tron movie, but there's not a lot that you get to see of like normal life in that world. So, you know, give us a Tron three. I think there there's one in the works and they have Jared Leto attached to it. Uh, um, uh, which is, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, but as long as it's the same director, I'm still interested because I, again, I really loved, uh, Tron legacy. Um, but yeah, I just want to see like the workings of like what goes on day to day life in this world. I got, there's a, there's a game that I got, for, uh, on the PlayStation 
Um, I don't know if it's like a tie-in to the movie. I just downloaded it yesterday, so I'm very interested to see if that kind of explores day-to-day life. But I think that this is just more than anything is like I would live there, but there's also just potential to be seen like what we have not yet seen really all like the workings of what goes on in the grid. Man, you know, I didn't even think about this, but uh, man, it it is essentially a video game uh, that's, you know, based in a movie. And I have to say, this might be the most visually striking universe that gets picked uh, today. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have any that's just going to be able to beat it. You know, the, the visuals, it's just so much light, like darkness, you know, that, that, uh, negative space really makes it all pop. Um, I, I love Tron Legacy. I, I've never seen Tron. I, I just can't do it. I, I don't know. The graphics <laughs> kill me, man. Uh, yeah. It's a bit rough. But the Tron Legacy really just gave me a really rich world that is, you know, based. They're all just programs uh, built by Kevin Flynn. And they're so authentic. You know, they're very complex and layered. And so you get this world, uh, which is just a simulation, essentially, but it runs on its own, essentially, now, you know, and to see it work how it does, you know, I don't know too much exactly what happens in the world of Tron, though, on, you know, the disc, the cities, what city would you live in? I know there's several. Uh, So that's the thing, too, is I'm not even like I am not clear on like what cities there are. I know that there are many. Um, but I just, I think that that's, again, this is really going to turn into just me like petitioning for a Tron three, but I just want them to make more so we can see more of the, the workings of like what goes on there. I think it's the same as like Asgard. Like we don't really get to see a lot of like the specific, like the areas in Asgard and, um, in the Thor movies. Um, I think that Ragnarok kind of did a good job with that, but obviously didn't end so well for Asgard in the end of that movie. Um, (laughs) <laughs> so I think the same with the grid, like I would pick, I guess I would just pick, you know, this is a cliche answer, but whatever the most populated city is somewhere in like the heart of the grid. Um, so I would get to, you know, see just what goes on and um, again, go to those, like those, uh, those disc games and, and just drive a light cycle around. I think that would be just hella dope. I mean, yeah. I just, I, I want to experience it like at the very core of, of the grid. See, I, I think I would just be a disc player. <laughs> professional player and just do that i don't on the cycles all the time for sure sounds so fun and i would just be so tripped out with how how cool it looks you know i'd be like what am i wearing and like everything <laughs> wearing looks amazing um now this being said this means you're a program correct 100 percent. yeah all right so you like what do you like essentially you don't really get to pick what your programming would be <laughs> but you oh know, yeah it's, uh, it's interesting man Okay, what's your favorite moment, scene, or just kind of thing about the Tron universe? You know, just one thing. So I just love the idea of, like, I'm a sucker for, like, sci-fi movies that, I mean, this is going to go almost against my pick, but, like, sci-fi movies that question the idea of existence and, like, where did we come from? Like, you know, that's basically Olivia Wilde's character. Um, She's so loyal to Jeff Bridges' character, but she is, like, you know, she, you can tell she yearns to like experience life outside the grid. Um, and I love that the movie explores that, but I just think, I remember the first time I saw this movie, I'll say this here, like, I'm not a big fan of 3d movies. I saw this movie in 3d and that was just such a cool experience. Like this movie, first of all, it's great. I know it's like 10 years old now, but 
I hope that if you're listening, if you saw this, you got a chance to see it in the theater because it's so good in a theater. Like, I hope, you know, it's been 10 years. They do like a 10-year re-release. AMC's been doing a lot of those recently um, because it's just a visual treat. And so that was like my, my biggest thing. You know, when I saw it initially, I also had not seen Tron. I've seen it since. And honestly, Damon, I don't think you're missing much. <laughs> Tron Legacy is the better version of it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I just, I, I was so blown away by like the way they created this world and the way it starts with like Jeff Bridges voiceover about how he created the grid and you slowly see things popping up on the screen. Like, and then Daft Punk, you know, comes in, you know, one of the best soundtracks ever. Oh, um, hands down. So good. So I just, yeah, it's just such an intriguing world to me that I would love for, I want to see them explore it further for sure. See, okay, you, you, this is a very, very good pick and it becomes a, an amazing pick if Daft Punk is indeed there all the time and just, you know, soundtracking your life essentially. That is my headcanon. <laughs> my headcanon is that they, they've not told us this, but they do live in the grid and that's just where they spend all their time. That's where that's they write their albums. <laughs> They're, they're just fucking off in the grid. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> you figured it out. You're going to have Daft Punk concerts all the time. I'm, I'm kind of jealous. This is a <laughs> good pick, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Okay. So I believe that would be the grid for your second pick from the Tron universe, uh, along with Narnia for your first. So yes, sir. I'm going to go with my second pick. Awesome. And so... This is one that I think is probably going to get vetoed, you know, um, because this is definitely on Earth and a part of Earth, but it is definitely a different world than the one we're in. Uh, as badly as we wish it was our world, it's not. Um, I'm talking about the wizarding world. So I want to hear... I want to hear the argument because I don't want to veto it. I love this world. You know, I'd love this world. So go, keep going. Cause I want to hear like why you would want to live. Here. Okay. I'm not going to go too far in case it does get vetoed. <laughs> but my thought was, I was just thinking of this as fictional universes. And therefore I consider that a fictional universe. Yes, it is part of earth, but it is a fictional uh, telling of it. For sure. And I think that, so I, I'm just going to go ahead and say I, I count this like this. This totally works um, because uh, she human must, must not be named did such a good job of like creating this as a separate world. You know, it, it, it's Earth. It's in cities and states that we know and, and, and countries that we know. But uh, especially in the like the most recent, like the Fantastic Beast movies, we really do see a separate like a divide between real the real world and this this existence. So this 100 percent counts. All right, sweet. So, I mean, this is one of my favorite universes, and it, it has been under fire recently, and we have talked about it a little bit, uh, you know, and uh, that has all of its problems and flaws, but the world itself, I've always just yearned to, to be a part of. I've, I've had so much desire to get that letter on my 11th birthday, uh, you know, go collect my books, even though I'm not a British person, you know, I'm <laughs> American. So now, of course, I, I kind of would have to change my, my thoughts to going to Ilvermorny, you know, right. uh, yeah. which I think we really don't know much about other than some paragraphs uh, telling us about it. Right. And, you know, we don't know what it looks like, what, you know, what happens. And so in my world, in this, this draft, I am British. Oh, wait, okay. 
<laughs> terrible and we're just going to keep going in my normal accent uh, <laughs> the wizarding world is amazing i it's full of magic in in discovery you know there's so much you can do i you know i just think quidditch which is a super insane sport and you know would be ridiculous to play in this world it just makes sense you can yeah. mend bones at you know with some scale grow you're okay uh with the proper spell even you know if you don't fuck up like lockhart did <laughs> um you know that'd be so fun you could be a, a curse breaker you could chill with magical creatures all day like hagrid does you could be a teacher in so many different kinds of uh, practices of the of the magic. You know, there's charms, transfiguration, there's defense against the dark arts. You could go into dark arts if you wanted to. You know, That's very powerful and and you know probably a lot of fun. Just you know, it doesn't do much for your soul. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't. I really don't even know what I would end up doing in the world because I want to do it all. You know, I. Yeah. I live one life in it and then get reincarnated and live another lifetime in it and just keep going, you know, like start in like the 1900s and just keep on going and, and just experience all kinds of different experiences because the wizarding world, it keeps evolving as we've seen, you know, it had the great war and then it had that time of prosperity and then Voldemort came and then it had the other time of, of peace, but unrest and then afterwards, you know, it seems like Harry and them have the world kind of on lockdown. It seems pretty chill. I would love to kind of see that world because uh, we haven't seen it, you know, because of, you know, Cursed Child is not canon. He's not canon. Not canon. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was. Um, <laughs> but I just love the, the mystery and the, the magic of the world. I love magic, you know, that it just pulled me in the, these books all, all uh, these years ago. And there's not much else to say other than, you know, it, it's a part of me. And so just for that alone, I would want to be a part of that world. Yeah, I agree. I almost, it's weird. Cause I would want to, I, I don't know how you feel about this. I would want to experience this as like a Harry or a Hermione who's coming in fresh and has not been born and raised in it because they get such a, like a special experience of like it normalizes it almost right yeah for sure because they're like we, they're us for the first two three books like they're just experiencing these things for the first time and it's just like this this huge sense of wonder whereas with someone like ron who's like grown up with this his whole life like it's not as special to him um but i agree yeah there i i also agree about like i would want to just constantly be reincarnated because there's so much to experience i don't think one lifetime would suffice um and yeah, I just, there's so much you could do. Uh, Quidditch is just a ridiculous sport. It really, there's only one position that matters, but it would be so fun anyway. Um, and I also just, I want to see the history of that because like, I know in like, I think it's Goblet of Fire, they mention different matches and how like there was one that lasted, was it like weeks or something like that? Like oh, and the okay. referee they, went missing. I want to say at least. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's so interesting to me. Like, I want to see that. So I definitely like the angle of, like, experiencing different eras of it. Um, and, yeah, I just, you know, we, we've mentioned it before. We've kind of briefly touched on it. We don't want this to be a, a podcast that addresses terrible people. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, this universe doesn't belong to her anymore. Um, she, she, yeah, exactly. I can't believe Daniel Radcliffe wrote all these books at, before the age of 10 and then starred in the movies. It's incredible. Um uh, 
I just, yeah, this universe belongs to the fans. Um, and it always, it always has. Uh, and I think that, you know, just the idea of experiencing all this, you know, I agree. Over Morty is interesting. Um, they, I really hope, uh, I don't, there's not a lot I look forward to with the next fantastic beast movie, but that's certainly one of them. I really hope they expand on like Ilver Morty and, and the house is there and, like, what's the American equivalent of Diagon Alley? And is it, you know, like, I, I would love to see something like that. Um, but, yeah, this is, I mean, this is a universe that this this podcast obviously just loves. Um, Harry Potter is, is so important to me. And I, I think that it's almost like it's overwhelming how much I would want to do and experience in this universe. Right. Like, I don't know. Dude, I kind of want to be a wand maker, you know? Right, like, yeah. Figuring out the cores and figuring out what makes the magic work in the different combos yeah, or, or you know what else I would want to do. It's so interesting. Cause like there's, yeah, you're, there's so many possibilities. I mean, like imagine being like an unspeakable in the ministry of magic or like working in the department of mysteries, like what goes on there. Um, I, it's just also intriguing. Um, you, you also get the bonus that we've already kind of talked about with our, our picks is you get to uh, live in a world with creatures like phoenixes and, and, centaurs and hippogriffs like that's an added bonus i think that would be so cool um i think actually that would be one of my uh probably a pick i would lean towards is living a life like uh, newt or hagrid and just like working with magical creatures um, dude that's why i did pokemon man <laughs> yeah for sure yeah like, yeah just around creatures all the time like it's, animals it are sounds like so much fun oh, you know hagrid hagrid had the life newt newt had the life uh, uh-huh. that's how to do it Okay, yeah, so I, know what we're doing. Um, I must ask your house, sir. Okay, so I it's interesting. I, you know, I've been like involved in Pottermore for years and always sorted into Ravenclaw until probably like two years ago. And for some reason, some I, I just started sorting into Hufflepuff, and that's been the case like ever since. So I don't know what happened. Um, I'd like to think that I just became a little more empathetic uh, as I got older. But uh, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a Hufflepuff. What about you? I am a Hufflepuff for life, and I will huff and puff until I die. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I've always been a Hufflepuff, I think, um, regardless of anything that says otherwise. I'm a Hufflepuff through and through. Um, I would love to live right by the kitchens in Hogwarts. That would be amazing. Uh and underground where it's nice and cold and cozy. Oh man, that'd be great. Do we do we ever see like the Hufflepuff common room I in don't, the books or movies? I think we see them in the game, maybe, or, yeah. or at least like have you, have you played the uh, the Hogwarts uh, uh, mobile game? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I think you see it in there. I'm not sure if how canon that game is at all. You know, right? But yeah. I think you see it in there. But it, it just kind of looks like a. Almost like what you would think uh, any Shire home would look like. Yeah. <laughs> like a hobbit hole is, is what sure. I, I see. Uh, yeah. You know, I am a hobbit, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, okay. Favorite uh, subject? Uh, I feel like I, it's hard because I don't know what I would excel in, but I would really just want to take um, like transfiguration. I think that that would be really interesting. Um, I always love... That, those are like actually some of my favorite scenes in the movies when they're just trying to mostly failing, but <laughs> trying to turn things into other things. I think that's really intriguing to me. So I would certainly love to be also bonus. You get to be one of Mick G's students. And is there anything better? <laughs> Galleon is amazing. Uh, mine would have to be charms. 
just because of all the different kind of spells you can learn, you know, they're so unique in their own ways and just being able to know so many, you know, I think dueling would be so fun. Once again, another kind of competition. Uh, I, I think it would be such a cool kind of one-on-one kind of thing. It's almost like a, a super quick chess match that you could get hurt in. Yeah. yeah. So I think that'd be really fun. Charms. Yeah. I and love then, that. Um, and the dueling club too. We only got to see that in like the second book, but so stupid. like, come on. Why so dumb. Back ever again. There was like, uh, there, I remember one of the, I think it was either order of the Phoenix or half blood Prince. One of them had a, uh, a movie tie in video game that was actually really fun, but you got to the dueling club. You could do at any point in the game. It was an open world game and you could just go like, just duel for a while. And I did that for most, like most of the time I played the game was just dueling that or like potions club. Yeah. I mean, it was so fun. That uh, that's, that's how it's been all my time in school. Like I just, I love that. It's great. Okay. Well before, okay. Before we spend the whole podcast on the wizarding world, cause I think we, <laughs> um, any, any other questions you wanted to ask about why I would live in this world? So, okay. Here, here, here's a, maybe a tough question. I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you could, I- do it because i know you know profession is is endless the opportunities are endless if you were a teacher what would be the first thing you would want to teach i think charms yeah yeah i like as as long as i was good at it you know i'm thinking hope maybe in this world i'd go kind of the route of just you know learning as much charms as i can and then trying to join the dueling club and then maybe hitting the pros you know and then Mm -hmm. And then go the flit, the Flitwick. I can't talk the Phileas route. (laughs) Go, go and teach, and just kind of chill and teach all the kids the the new charms. Maybe I could even create some spells. Even that would be. That's what's intriguing to me because, like, we magic. Yeah, we only see like the dark side of that with like Snape, you know, as the Half Blood Prince creating these these really sinister spells. So. I would love to see the Damon Anglin spells that are just real chill and like oh. very practical. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, I used to create spells all the time. I, uh, quick tangent. I used to be a part of, uh, RPGs back in the day, Harry Potter RPGs. Uh, Hell yeah. you know, so like it would just essentially be text-based and I would create spells for characters and everything. I don't remember any of them. Uh, <laughs> I can't even tell you one to impress you. Um, but they were all really cool and Latin sounding. They were all Latin. That that was really fun. That's the key. As long as they're Latin, they're they're real. <laughs> yes, but no. That would, I mean, it'd just be so fun to create. Like, even think you know, creating spells would be. Would you end up being kind of like a scientist of magic? Then you know, trying to yeah. figure out. You have to say certain syllables to create a certain kind of connection to the magic, or is it all intent? You know, I like. I'm just you know, I could go forever about what you could do with that. And I would love to have someone write a book about it. For and, sure. You know, and have it be canon somehow. That's For sure. Okay. So the wizarding world is my second pick and, but we will move on to my third and that will be. So we, we we're going with, with fictional universe, correct? Correct. Okay, because I, I cannot pick one spot of this, this very, very large universe. It's impossible. But I could not live in this universe, especially if I'm, like, a big part of it. Say, maybe, like, a bounty hunter or 
a rebel or even a Jedi. But no matter what, the Star Wars universe would be amazing to live in. A hundred percent. This is the first pick you've stolen from me, but I can't be mad. I knew you'd snatch it. <laughs> I mean, like I, I thought about it at first. Like, I don't know. There's tons of war and violence and all kinds of crazy shit going on. It would. I don't think I'd ever have a peaceful minute there unless like I just went to live on some really remote planet, you know, maybe on the outer rim. But I don't want to do that, you know. I'm living a very tedious, monotonous life right now. I want adventure. I want fun. I want action. I don't think you get more in any other universe than the Star Wars universe. You can right. action. You can find something popping off anywhere you go. And I think just being a part of that, whether regardless of what I end up doing and what paths I choose, I think would be so lively and the, the journey would be what it would be all about, not the destination. Because I wouldn't even know what the hell that is. <laughs> uh, your, your initial thoughts on the Star Wars universe and living in it? Uh, yeah. So this one, this is the ultimate like opportunity pick. I mean, there's just endless opportunity of what you could do living in this universe. I mean, like you said, you could be like a bounty hunter, you could be a Jedi, you could be a rebel, and uh, yeah, I agree that I, I'm kind of drawn to that of like never having a peaceful minute because it's like yeah, there's there's conflict, but there's also just there's endless opportunity just for adventure your life would not be boring no matter what you do unless you like live in Dagobah with Yoda like your life is going to be pretty exciting um and I just yeah there's I mean there's endless opportunity despite what Lucasfilm would have us think there are other time periods than the ones involving the Skywalkers so I would there are other people other than the Skywalkers (laughs) yeah exactly um, so I would love to see like, you know, what this galaxy looks like in the old Republic time. And like, just, I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens going forward if they explore that at all. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's endless things you could do, uh, endless places you could discover again, like kind of like with my Narnia pick, I'm sure living here, you would just be, you know, flying everywhere and exploring planets, um, I just, yeah, especially with, you know, the Mandalorian and, you know, season two coming out, like they've done a good job. That show did a good job of really showing some, some new planets and some new, new areas. I love the episode uh, that's like basically seven samurai where it's like all of that village. Um, I forgot what the planet was, but uh, I think that was one we had, we had not yet seen before. And I I love that. Um, And so I just like the idea of like, just you constantly have something to do. And that's, that's very appealing to me above anything else. You know, I, before I would think about like being a Jedi or being a, you know, a rebel starfighter or whatever, just the idea of like always having something to do that certainly sounds appealing, especially right now. So that's, yeah, it's a great pick. Right. Like I think more than anything, the, the draw is to why it's drafted it because there's, it's a universe. We live on earth, you know, I haven't even gotten out of America yet. You know, it's sad. But to be able to be a part of that universe and be able to travel to different worlds, uh, to see different uh, species and races, uh, you can just experience so much more. And like, and even if you didn't leave the planet that you were born on, you know, like say I, I grew up on Naboo, you know, I would still be so, um, what's the word? Um, oh, man. Uh, not revealed, uh, exposed. Yes, I would be exposed to so much, many other cultures and worlds just because all of them are so connected, you know. 
for and sure. I, I think I, I just love that idea. There's just so much. It's just it is a true universe. You know, this is the Star Wars universe. You know, there's the Wizarding World. Pokemon is a, I think maybe a, a big country. You know, a lot of different islands. This is so many different planets and people. I I don't even know where to start. What I would do. I think being a Jedi, like after Rise of Skywalker, would be something I would really want to do and see what that's like. Yeah, for sure. Maybe like a, a student of of Rey's if she went that direction as. Because I, I really want to see how that works. Like, how do the Jedi and Sith or, like, just Force users work after Rise of Skywalker? That's really interesting. Right, because, I mean, technically, if it's true that there there are no Sith left, supposedly. Right. So, therefore, it does not, it dies unless someone finds their teachings. Of course, you know, there will always be a way. The Sith <laughs> will always find a way. So, but, yeah, I, I just would love to see that. <coughs> That's a great pick. Um, so w- is there any like calling or profession that jumps out that you would go after? Like what, what you know, how would you spend, say you're, you just arrived in the star Wars galaxy. How's your first week going to be spent? Man, I, I feel like depending on the time period, I'm probably fighting for some sort of cause. Um, yeah. If it's during one of those very, tumultuous times if it's in a little bit more of a lull period i think being like a smuggler would probably be very fun Uh, i don't have a problem you know dealing with risky and maybe illegal things um (laughs) i feel like that would be a very enriching life as we saw for han you know he met a lot of different people had a lot of connects He, he probably had some decent money when he didn't blow it uh, it probably <laughs> went into the Falcon to be honest. Right. So, I, I think that would be fun, but I, I I just can't get away from like the idea of being a rebel, like yeah. and fighting for something just so much bigger than than yourself, and being around all those like legends. That would just be great. Like you know, just being a fighter pilot in the Rebel Alliance, or you know, just a foot soldier of some sort. That I think that'd be really cool. Um, not the most prestigious or glamorous, but you know, I think that would be fun. Or of course, a Jedi. That right. Yeah, I think it's like that's the most. Uh, I feel like that's the most natural step for anyone who would enter this universe is to just honestly be a student of like whether it's as a rebel or or what as a Jedi student, youngling, hopefully pre uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, but <laughs> uh, but like just like constantly be learning and just like again like you said fighting for a cause that's a beautiful thing about the Star Wars universe is like even if you're not a rebel you know we see like Han he he gets pulled into the cause anyway so like I think that no matter what you were doing I think you would be pulled into the cause at some point um and like that's that's yeah I feel like there's always a cause to be fighting for even in the less tumultuous tumultuous times in the Star Wars universe there's always something to be improved upon um Star Wars very much reflects real life like that. There's always something that can be done better and, and, and justice is always a thing. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, I like that a lot. Cause like, you know, part of me selfishly just would just want to explore and I'm sure that can be done. But like, I love that, like you immediately you just jump into like a cause and there's always room too. like, as we see in the movies and, and other stuff, like there's always room for someone and, 
whatever the cause they're fighting for. So, and the idea of like being around, you know, depending on the area you're in, being around such legendary characters would be like so cool, you know. Right. Oh man. Um, okay. So, what planet would you want to live on if you could choose? So, live on is tough. Because a lot of them, like, as cool as they are to watch, they don't seem very, like, pleasant to live on. Um, maybe, like, Coruscant. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. definitely a, drawn to, like, a city kind of area and a very, like, busy kind of, like, area. So maybe Coruscant. And if not that, then maybe, I mean, I basically, I live in New Orleans. I basically live in Dagobah anyway. So, <laughs> um, oh, but <laughs> what about you? Um, I definitely lean towards Coruscant. I, I the city life. Um, it's just the whole planet of of it being a city. Like we only see very small portions of it, really. Like what is going on there? Like there's so much probably that is happening there, and I really, really wish we could have gotten that TV show that they talked about doing in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. That would have just been about the underbelly of Coruscant. That would have been so good. I feel like so good. Maybe we'll get it with like the the Cassian Andor series coming out. Maybe we'll see some of that. But yeah, I agree. That would be so interesting. Right. Like I mean, we've seen Coruscant some more on you know uh, Clone Wars, not so much on Rebels, of course, but uh, definitely on Clone Wars. We see more of the ground floor, and it's you know it's so many different things going on. I think that'd be a lot of adventure and a lot of opportunity. But also would want to. Uh, summer home on Naboo. Ooh, I love that. That yeah. sounds so peaceful. Oh my goodness, just so many weekends spent there. Oh, I love that. Like I want to stay at that place that they stayed at in Attack of the Clones. Like yes, that place was beautiful. Uh, For sure. And I'd get more action than they did there, probably. So. <laughs> um. All right. All right. So that that is my third pick. Uh, after that, in the Wizarding World. All right, Kyle, hit us with your next one. Okay, um, so I'm going a little bit of a different route here. Um, I, I just I mean, this this podcast is about like our favorite IPs, and I think this just is that to a T. So I'm going to the the Lego Movie Universe. Say it with me: everything is awesome. Uh, <laughs> I just I would have so much fun with this. Like this is also one of those where it's almost overwhelming of what I would want to do, but like. So I've uh, I've seen the the two Lego movies. I have not seen the Lego Batman movie. Um, but I'm honestly just basing off of the first Lego movie alone. There's just so much you can do. Uh, so many people you can meet. Like I mean, in this universe, you have the opportunity to meet anyone from Batman to uh, you could meet Superman or Green Lantern. You could meet um, like. What's his name? The guy that Nick Offerman voices, the captain, uh, the pirate character. You could meet like uh, just so many different people, uh, and like there's just so much you could do. Honestly, like living a life as a, a Lego piece and like just building all the time sounds hella fun because it's not like building in real in real life. Like it just seems like it's so much easier. And depending on who you are, if you're like Emmett and you know you have a knack for it or or whatever, there's still so much you can do. Um, you could even like live like the, uh, what are they called? You could live like, uh, Benny, uh, Charlie Day's character and honestly just like build a spaceship and 
that's all you care about. Like that's honestly, that honestly might be me. Uh, but like, I would just love the idea of like living in a world where I get to just constantly see things that I love, like IPs that I love and be surrounded by that in like normal life. That's just so interesting to me. And then the idea of like, you know, I, I love the way the movie starts with like the way they kind of all live. A, it's like the matrix. They all live a very like humdrum life and they do the same thing. And obviously Emmett breaks out of that when he, you know, when the movie starts, but even that is kind of funny to me. Like the idea of like a Truman show esque existence for a while, you know, watching honey wear my pants every day. Like <laughs> that's kind of funny to me. So just living that kind of life would be really interesting. But honestly, I just think that like you could have a lot of fun with this, with this universe and the fun seems like it would just keep happening. Like there's just so much, there's opportunities for a lot of different things you could do. Wow. Okay. I, I have thoughts on, on this pick. <laughs> so for one, that is your second universe where you are not real. <laughs> yep, I don't know what this says about me, man. <laughs> I don't know if, yeah, I don't know. I, we're, we're not going to psychoanalyze this. I just want to <laughs> out, okay? You are not real. You are a Lego. Not only that, but you're being controlled by a young boy. Yep. <laughs> okay. Just wanted to make sure we were clear on that. Okay. Um, other than that, this is a crazy awesome pick because there are no limits, really, other than the little boy's imagination. Um, because you know, like you said, you you're, you can build anything. You're a Lego. You, uh, you have Charlie Day's character in the sky as in space. You could go off and build your own little island. You can go build your own city. You can there there's limitless possibilities other than what the Lego do. Um, so for one, that that's great. That is probably the best part about that pick, and I can't knock it. Um, you are a Lego though. Uh. So you're going to be a bit square. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I don't know how fun that's going to be. <laughs> but, man, the fact that you're in a world with a Lego Batman and a Lego Joker and crazy dragons and weird unicorn kitties, and it's it's just absurd. And I think that would just be a super fun time to live in. I, I, I can't knock it, you know. I didn't think about it just because I don't think I ever would have thought about me ever wanting to be a Lego. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but if I could get past that part, I think this is, might be the best pick so far of the draft just because it, it can do so much. I, I love it, man. Oh man. The I, possibilities are, are truly endless. Like there really are. You could just kind of do whatever you want. I feel like, um, I, I do. This is, it's very funny what you pointed out that this is, now the second pick where I'm not only not real, but being controlled by someone else. I didn't even think about that when I picked these. And now I'm going through an existential crisis. But <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I was going to ask, like, what happens if, you know, you kind of go through an Emmett thing and you realize that you are a Lego, like you're, you're being in this weird world. What would you do? Would you just kind of roll with it? <laughs> I feel like I would just kind of roll with it because like me, I don't know what that says about me, but I just, it sounds like a fun existence. Like, you know, it, there are limitations for sure. And there are questions there, but like, as long as I'm st still chilling with the same people I'm chilling with, like, and still doing the same things, like, again, I get to roll with like, if I want, I can go ch like fly a spaceship with Benny or I can, you know, chill with, with Superman and not only Superman, but a Superman whose voice sounds like Channing Tatum. Like that would be fun. That's uh, <laughs> 
Um, so I just like, yeah, it just feels like it would be a really just fun life um, for a while. I feel like after a while there would be problems raised, but at least for the time being, you know, we're here for a, we're here for a good time, not for a long time, man. And I just I feel like it would be really fun. <laughs> oh, you're here for a Lego time. <laughs> um, I, and I just wanted to say, because we've mentioned them so many times, this, of course, was directed and written by Lord and Miller. Yes. They just keep getting brought up. They're just a part of our fandoms. Like, and it's going to keep on happening. We should have mentioned last week that they, uh, you know, helped write a lot of episodes for How I Met Your Mother. Yes. Yeah, I constantly forget about that, but they have their hands in some of the best episodes. Ward and Miller just have their hands on everything I love. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the fact that they help create this world, I'm I'm a fan. You're you're knocking this strap out the park, bro. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Um, Um, okay, I only have one other question to ask though. What would (laughs) what if you had to pick like a a route of what you would do in the Lego universe? Well, what would you do? Because, um, I mean, I guess you can't really be a, a famous person. You, I guess you would kind of be on the – just be an original Lego guy. What, what do you think you would want to be doing? Yeah, I mean, I guess I, you know, I would I'd probably look just like Emmett. Uh, and I think that, honestly, like, what they're doing in the opening of that movie, it's, like, meant to be kind of cringe and kind of like, oh, God, that would be terrible. But, like, I feel like it would be kind of fun, like, just going to build – and doing the same thing all day like it it feels like kind of fun because they're having fun doing it um i will say if i had to listen to everything is awesome every day maybe that would be a problem um love the song probably the no i mean as far as in the lego world that that would probably be fun just because there isn't much to it there is no underlying uh, part other than the fact that you know they're trying to suppress your your freedom you know right just the small thing of that uh <laughs> but i don't know i feel like i i want to see what else like i don't know if there's a third one in development i wasn't crazy about the second one but i still liked how creative it got at points um and yeah i think it would be fun i think that there could be days where i just decide i don't want to like build and i i honestly think i could do that and just leave and like go again like fly a spaceship somewhere or like sail off with with nick offerman and like you know like i just i feel like there's really anything you can do you you're able to do and so um i i I would say tentatively that would be my life just kind of doing what emmett's doing in the beginning of the movie but with the caveat of like if i wanted to take a saturday and just go fly a spaceship and go hang out with with uh nick offerman or or benny or or someone like i think I, i i probably would would do that and i think also too you know technically with this when you're in this lego universe you can cross over and you can go to like gotham city or you can go to uh you know you can go to like hogwarts like you can kind of just go wherever there's been a lego set built for as long as you can travel there so uh i think that would be a possibility as well you know just interacting with all those different places i gotta say like um you know i will say I just never would have thought about that, man. I love it. All right. So, your next one. Okay. Uh, so, for number four, um, I'm going to go with one that's also kind of a little different. And it's one that I thought of really late, you know, right before we started this draft. Um, it's it's just, like, it's very up for interpretation and very kind of out there. So, you know, feel free to veto it. Um, but 
so when I say fairly odd parents, what's the first thing you think of? Cosmo and Wanda. Okay, that's fair. What is your favorite episode, I should say? Oh, just about when they have the kid, uh, or actually when, uh, what's his name? The crazy buff uh, wizard, uh, a fairly odd parent. Ah. The crazy one comes around. He's very macho and suave. And, uh-huh. you know, Cosmo gets all kind of bent up about him. That's what I just think of naturally. Okay. Yeah. That's that's fair. I love I love that episode. So what I first think of is the kind of like the little mini movie they did in season four, the Channel Chasers episode. Um, basically, you know, if, if you're listening, you're not familiar. If you got basically this episode, Timmy is fed up with Vicky always pestering him and, and harassing him. So he wishes up a remote that a TV remote that lets him escape into the TV and and visit all of his, his favorite TV shows. Um, we get a pretty like crazy story out of it. Uh, one thing I just, I always loved about fairly odd parents is how weird it got and how out there it got. And this episode is so damn creative. So I would live in the TV universe as shown by the fairly odd parents. Um, I think that it's just so interesting. Like you get the ability to literally channel surf um, and physically channel surf and, and, visit these different channels and shows and if you take that and put it in the context of our world like i can just you know grab this remote and be like all right i'm gonna go see what fleabag's up to and like just hop in for a a hot second and then leave and then like you know i would love to go see what's going on with uh with charlie and mac and dennis and like hop in there and then like just leave like i feel like the possibilities are endless um you know, you get the problems that come with this in, in the episode. Uh, obviously, things go as they do in many episodes. They go kind of wrong for Timmy. And you get like the you get the stuff with like his older self, who I recently found out was voiced by Alec Baldwin, of all people. Very strange. Uh <laughs> And, you know, there's some conflict involved there, but I feel like it's just for a while, this would be really fun because you're just constantly kind of like just going places you want to see more of, um, especially right now in quarantine, there is so much TV that we're watching. And, uh, you know, maybe I want to go like just hang out at McLaren's with uh, Ted and the gang or I mean, not Ted himself, you know, fuck him, but uh, Marshall and Lily or, you know, like I just I feel like there's like you could just kind of hop in whenever you wanted to. And because you have that remote, you don't have to stay for a specific amount of time. You could just hop out again and and visit somewhere else. Um, And I I just think that like that that episode as a kid, like blew my mind. I mean, I was so that. And then when they did the crossover with Jimmy Neutron, I was like, holy shit, this is that was Endgame before Endgame happened. Uh, Or I mean, Infinity War. Uh, And you know, like I just I, I was so blown away by that concept. I love that, that. That's a really cool idea that they came up with. Um, and I think it'd be so interesting. Um, obviously, you know, I'm a very big TV fan and there's a lot of shows that I really love watching. And so the idea or the opportunity of like just going to like pop in and visit them and then live in their world for a hot second and then leaving is so interesting to me. I think that would be super fun. OK, so. Hmm. I like this pick, but I, I think we're going to have to clarify a thing, though. So, okay. the TV, TV universe, it is in the Fairly Odd Parents universe. Right. So, would you not be going to the TV show that exists in the Fairly Odd Parents universe? Not- yeah. So, 
I guess, yeah, that, that is the qualifier as much as I just said, like all the ones I mentioned that that's fair. That's so that's the qualifier is that I would be visiting, you know, I forgot what the name of this show is, but the one that he's watching at the beginning of the episode, um, like visiting those, those shows. But I still think like, that's really interesting to me. And the idea of like surfing in between them and the idea of even seeing what it looks like in between those channels and surfing on that remote would be so incredibly fascinating to me. And we're back. Hey guys, sorry, we just had to uh, take a real quick break. Um, but we were just kind of breaking down my, uh, my fourth pick, which is the, the TV universe uh, from the fairly odd parents um, episode channel chasers. Yes. I, I mean, I would, like I was saying, I love this pick uh, just for the, the idea of it, because if this was, you know, we could jump back from world to world of the TV shows we like, like you were saying, I would want that world over any of these. I would pick that in a heartbeat. Um, that being said, it is the, the shows in the Fairly Odd Parents universe, which is probably some pretty good shows. Um, I do not remember this episode for the life of me. I'm going to have to go hunt it down. I love me some Fairly Odd Parents, though, man. Uh, Cosmo and Wanda and Timmy and the teacher and Vicky. Oh, Vicky. <laughs> oh, Vicky. God, I hate you. Um, but Mr. Crocker. Mr. Crocker. um you know this was this is a really good pick as well i can't say too much about the worlds that you're in because like i said i don't remember the ones he visited um and who knows what other ones exist but just on the merit alone of the this idea i really like it man um there's not much more i can say other than i love the fairly odd parents and do you are you uh team cosmo or wanda um i i love them both i That's gotta go question. yes it's cosmo and wanda for a reason exactly they're both great um they balance each other out so well i gotta go cosmo just because i mean i growing up i just like i was like man young innocent me was like i want to be just like that when i grow up and it's like no he's a goofball like maybe not be like that all the time but he is he's just a lovable goofball um he really is the best and i i would love to have you know not even just a a fairly odd parent but just a friend like cosmo because he's goofy and he's like i feel like he would always be good for a laugh you know i love that and also you know this is kind of assuming that you probably have uh your own fairy uh godparents right yeah that alone you're not just in that universe you're you're probably doing all kinds of other things (laughs) right it's a nice little loophole you got there going (laughs) right and then you know you have so uh I just pulled it up. There is a list of shows that exist in this universe. And I, I just remember this now, you know, it's been a while for me since I've seen this episode, but um, they're all like parodies of real life cartoons and children's shows. So you've got like walnuts or parody of peanuts. Um, You've got go, go racer, which is speed racer. You've got like Ted and Jimmy, which is Tom and Jerry. So you basically, you're giving yourself access to essentially all like, this world's cartoon network uh or warner brothers so that still sounds like really 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 fun that's a really fun pick there uh i got it into uh that's way out of left field man i i was not expecting a fairly odd parents (laughs) on this podcast so props to you man Uh, all the love we can give to fairly odd parents man i just love that show i i feel like someday 
it, it's going to take a lot of like accessing like memory and rewatching stuff, but we've got to do some kind of draft someday about the Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, <laughs> I feel like we're probably going to be doing some Nick and Disney, like some kid show stuff going on here pretty soon. Yes, so, for sure. Fairly Odd Parents will be brought up again. I just did not expect it to be brought up on this episode, <laughs> <laughs> but it is a good pick. I like it. Thank you, uh, thank you, thank you. All right. So if that's all uh, to be spent on Cosmo and Wanda, we're going to bid adieu to them, and we're going to roll to my next pick. Awesome. Um, so I left off with the Star Wars universe, and we're going to go from a galaxy far, far away to one that is um, – this is another alternate kind of dimension of Earth, okay? And this one – uh, the whole world, about probably, I think, 80, 90% has um, some sort of supernatural ability uh, that they call quirks. And with that leads to a lot of superheroes and a lot of supervillains. And I'm talking about the My Hero Academia universe. Hell yeah. Yes. So um, for anyone who has been keeping up with our drafts, we've talked about this before on the Ninja Turtles one. Um, but essentially the My Hero Academia universe, like I said, is full of super powered individuals, not everybody, but a good portion. And so this world has pretty much created a kind of a capitalistic kind of world based off of that. Okay. So superheroes who are like select and they're, you know, and then you have super villains and, uh, and I'm sorry, guys. We're going to be going to a quick break real quick. Hey, guys. We're back. Sorry about that. It just seems that uh, our audio seems to want to be uh, kidding with us today. You know, it's kind of being a troll. But <laughs> we're back and ready to go. So uh, I was just talking about my, I believe, my fourth pick for the draft. And it's the My Hero Academia universe. And in this universe, there's a bunch of superheroes and villains. Um, and even if you aren't a villain or a superhero, you may still have a quirk, which is the uh, what they call the, the abilities that people are given uh, when they're born. Uh, so, you know, you might have a very... There's, there's quirks in this universe that range from uh, you can fly with feathers because you have a bunch of feathers on your back to you can expel sweat uh, that turns into nitroglycerin. <laughs> to, uh, just, you know, a lot of really unique very uh crazy ones really uh but there there's you know several ones that are very mundane in this world uh they don't touch on those very much of course because this uh this uh show of course is mainly about the the superhero academy that uh these kids attend to okay okay and of course that's what i think i probably would love to do in this universe is to you know join an academy and train to be a superhero and go down that path because you know, a lot of these things, uh, of these universes that I want to live in, I want to be a part of something bigger. You know, like you said, Kyle, this is about escapism. It's about doing something that we couldn't really do here. And so to have that ability, just because I have a, you know, I have this, this supernatural ability that maybe helps me uh, achieve that would be really fun, you know. So I think being a part of this world that's, you know, kind of based in, in just enriched with these abilities and 
almost it encourages it and you know is proud of it i i think would be a really fun thing to be a part of um and i would never if i was you know in that academy and then as a superhero i don't think i would ever be bored ever so i agree that's number one right there uh what do you think about this so far um yeah i like this pick a lot i i'm trying to think so i'm very behind on my hero academia i can't remember the last like what the what I last watched. It's been a long time. Um, I actually came to it from the first movie that came out. I had never seen the, sh- the, the show, but I went and saw the movie with my friend who's a huge My Hero Academia fan. And, you know, the movie ended and I was like blown away. I loved it and kind of got to the, the anime after the fact. Um, but so two questions, because you've mentioned what was the character's name who was in your anti-turtles draft? Uh, Bakugo. Okay. Um, and that's the one with the sweat. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, one, I assume you're going to be going to UA High. Yes. I want to go to UA High. I live in Tokyo because that is where this is based. It is a, uh, you know, it is a manga and anime series. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they do actually have some American characters. I think they touch on that in that movie, correct? In the first they do. One. I still yes. haven't seen it. I am ashamed. I haven't seen either movie. I actually need to rectify it rectify that very soon but yes i would be going to ua okay so what would your what would your quirk be if i get to pick what my quirk would be man that (laughs) that is a loaded question sir and i (laughs) about the fact that you were going to ask that (laughs) wow there's so many y'all like okay let me let me think for just a moment um what would you do you have one on, in mind i mean that's the thing about like the show is it's so they really are some of the most unique superpowers i've ever seen i mean i love like the the sweat one i feel like mine would have to do with flight in some capacity just because when i'm asked about like what superpower i would want I, that's my answer anyway it's a generic answer but like anything involving flight uh would be my thing maybe like the idea of like being able to um, fly and like grow wings of some sort would be really fun. Uh, I don't know. They, I just the show is really. I do like the show a lot, and I think its strength, its biggest strength, is how unique it gets with its with the quirks. Like they're really just really interesting. Okay, so you haven't gotten that far yet, but uh, in the most recent episodes of My Hero Academia, there is a character called Hawks, and he has two large like feathery wings attached to them and they essentially are all individual feathers that he can control i love that and so he he can do pretty much whatever he wants to with these feathers but you know he definitely mainly flies with them so just be excited for that i think that's work yeah that'd be dope um you know i i still i still don't know i think having uh todoroki's would be amazing the half fire half ice oh yeah just because like the power that you could wield and to be able to control two different elements like that right would be legit uh for sure i would love to control the elements that would be a really cool quirk there just to be able to control like all the elements like the avatar or something Mm -hmm. you know i don't know if that's a quirk in this world yet there's so many that they haven't even introduced and uh, the ma- the manga, the manga, uh, yeah, I believe, uh, is like several stories ahead, and they've introduced so many others. 
Um, so, I mean, I, I think I would roll with um, – in a world like this, honestly, I would go with the racer head. I yeah. Would, if uh, I look at you, uh, you know, make eye contact, uh, you can't use your powers. You, you are unable to uh, do them while around me. So I think to be able to have that advantage in this kind of world would be super helpful. It's honestly such a baller move. Like <laughs> to be able to do that and just immediately incapacitate someone is such a good call. Uh, but I love that. Like so, so you who are you like who are you hanging out with at UA High? Who's your who's your uh, friend group? So if I'm going to to the same time as you know the, as a Deku and all them, oh man, I I would probably naturally gravitate towards someone like Deku. And, uh, oh God, man, I am blanking on names so bad tonight. Uh, Aida, Ida. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, he is a bit of a tightwad, you know, of course, and he's a bit stickler for the rules, but there's a reason why. And he's such a good person. I feel like, especially in a situation of a world like this, where I'm trained to be a superhero, I feel like it would just make sense to be around people who are, just pushing me and motivating me to be the best I can be, you know? Right. And I think being around Deku and Ida would just be exactly what I would need. Um, so yeah, I, I, I feel like them that would, that's a bit of a cop out answer just because, you know, but uh, what do you think? Who, who would you be hanging out with? No, I, I agree. Like that's, I don't, I don't, it, it seems cop out, but I like Deku's just cool. Like, I feel like I would want to hang out with him. Um, he's such a likable protagonist. And I feel like, especially like in this, so if you're going to the school the same time as him, you get to kind of grow up with him and like experience things alongside him. Um, and I think that would probably be the best bet. Uh, yeah, I just like, I feel like, especially, what was that second character's name again? Aida? Ida, I believe, Ida. is yeah. So, I, if I'm butchering this, please, uh, anyone out there listening, let me know. Uh, <laughs> um, I it. But like hanging out, especially with the two of them, you could probably balance it out too. With it's almost like a Harrier on Hermione trio, like I'll that's Baraka. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably my answer too. Um, especially just on the spot thinking, I, I can't think of a lot of other characters right away, so. Like that would probably be my group, but that's such a fun answer though, because like you not only get to live in this world where all these people have quirks and like getting to experience that, but you get to like live in Tokyo. Like that's, that's so fun. And you get to experience like Japanese culture, which is so like, that's just honestly, that's like wish fulfillment anyway for me. So that's, I love that. That's a really, really fun answer. All right. Yes. Um, and yeah, I, you know, just being a superhero right there has always been just a, such a fun dream, you know? For sure. Oh, so to be a, like, be a part of a world that like, you don't even have to hide your identity for it, you know, almost. It's like, it's almost a part of your identity. It's part of the world's like core, I, I think would just be really cool universe to live in. Uh, right. I just, I, I love that show and anyone who hasn't seen it, I, that is the one anime I recommend above all. Is my I agree. yes. Um, all right, so that is my fourth, and uh, that will lead me to my next one. And uh, this one is, let's see, ah, 
So, you know how I talked about how I wish I could bend elements? Hmm. I knew you were going to go way. to a world where I can bend elements. <laughs> I'm talking about the Bender universe, the Avatar universe, guys. Yes. Hell yeah. The, uh, the Last Airbender, as well as Legend of Korra, along with all the comics, uh, the, the most recent novels of the Kyoshi uh, novels. Got to read those ASAP. But uh, for anyone who's unfamiliar with the universe, of course, uh, there's society based on all these nations of uh, and they can uh, control elements of what of course they call it bending there's the earth benders the water benders fire and air and uh in this world of course we see in the first series it's a uh, kind of a if you had to match it to a time period it's kind of like the 1800s you know it's kind of like early pre uh industrialization but it's it's kind of hitting the very early parts of that you know you're getting kind of a very small, subtle steampunk elements. And then when you move into Legend of Korra, it's almost kind of like a faux 1920s to 1940s kind of vibe and world. You know, it very it borrows heavily from that time period with like, there's movies, they call them uh, mo- uh, movers. Mm. And uh, there's, you know, there's a lot more kind of uppity sound, a lot of horns, and there's a, a lot more city life that, you know, and of course, we don't really know what this universe looks like after that. But you know, I would love to see a, a bending universe with a faux nineteen eighties vibe. Mm. Being in like a faux nineteen eighties world and being able to be an earthbender, which is also a metal bender, would be so fun and so cool. Um, because I mean, how many times have you wished you could just you know control the water around you? You know, like, right. I, how many times I wish I could light this candle with my finger, you know, uh, such simple things, but this world is built around that. And there's culture, rich, rich cultures. Of course, these are all based on, a, I believe, Chinese and Japanese culture and traditions. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is, it is Westernized. Of course, the creators are, were white Americans, but they, I believe they honored the traditions and cultures very well. Um, I, I can't speak on completely how accurate, of course, it is, but I, being a part of a world uh, that is just rich with culture and history and then be able to control an element of the world with my hands and mind and it being tied to martial arts also, which I am such a big fan of, um, to just have that be a part of my own life would be so fun and so cool. And I, I just can't speak enough positivity about the world of Avatar. Um, I love the the richness of it. And of course, go and chill out with the spirit world. You mm. know, Kyle, you haven't seen all the uh, what the spirit world has to offer yet. But we'll go back to that when you after you watch Legend of Korra. <laughs> to be able to hang out with spirits and, and different benders, um, oh, man, it'd be so fun, man. What do you think? Yeah, it sounds it sounds so fun. I like so we've said this a couple of times. I'm I'm almost through with the last Airbender. I'm on season three, um, so I'm I'm like Legend of Korra is like right up next. Um, I'm loving it so far. I want to hold off thoughts till I finish it, but there will certainly be many podcasts um, about this show. Uh, and living in this world would be so fun. I mean, you mentioned especially tying it to like culture and martial arts. That just sounds like incredibly interesting and and like really fascinating to grow up like surrounded by that culture um so 
of course, I got to ask, like, what element are you bending? I am an earthbender, straight okay. up. I mean, I'm an earth sign. I am a very grounded person. Um, I'm a very reserved person. But I feel like being able to bend earth, which is almost all around us, especially, like, going towards the future, like, how much many things are made of metal? Like, being a metal bender would give me so much access to to do so much, you know? Like, I'm essentially Magneto. Oh, for sure. In this world, but also can can mess around with all the rock and plant life even if you know technically if you're an earthbender like this has never been said but i feel like if you're an earthbender you should be able to bend nature almost i mean pretty much but it's, ne- it's never been it's never been done technically on the show and you know but i don't think it's ever been said it can't be done right I always thought about this you, you know. would be the one to test it out. <laughs> right? I'd be a flower bender. <laughs> just, you know, making flowers and, and growing produce. That'd be awesome. No, but even just as an earth and metal bender, I would have so much to do and so much fun. Um, and they're, they're just strong, very strong and powerful people. And also, um, we'll talk more after we watch Legend of Korra, but they can bend some other things also. Okay. That'd be so fun. Uh, very destructive, but that's all I'll say. Uh, what, what would you be if you could choose? What bender would you be? Um, I feel like I would want to be a water bender. I just, I've always like, I just like, I'm always drawn to water anyway. I don't know zodiac signs. I'm a Taurus, so I don't know what sign that would be. Uh, you're Earth too, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. Um, I should know this off the top of my head, but I'm almost yeah. I'm yeah. Tur- Taurus is a Earth sign. Okay. Um. I, yeah, for whatever reason, I've just always been drawn to the water and to, like, to the ocean. I used to live in California and just loved living on the beach. Like, I, so, like, being a waterbender, I think, would be really fun. Um, and there's a lot of different things you can do with that. A lot of, like, practical day-to-day life things that you can do with that. Really with all four of these elements. But uh, I I just think that would be really fun and, and chill. Um, I feel like, honestly, watching this show, like, I would... I would want to just spend all my time with Uncle Iroh and just sip tea uh, and just chill. Like I just that he's my favorite by a country mile. Uh, why? Why are we the same person, Kyle? <laughs> Iroh is is easily my favorite character of of the first series. Oh man, he, he is, is the best. He really uh, is. I just yeah this I, this is such a cool universe. I I'm you know still kind of discovering it as I go, but like. I feel like there's a lot of this is the same with a lot of our picks, but there's a lot of opportunity in this universe, especially I really I did not expect it. But I love that you called out like the idea of this this culture or this universe existing in like a faux 1980s world would be really intriguing. So seeing that would be really fun. Um, And yeah, there's there's lots of opportunities. Like what would your like what what is your day to day life as like a as an earthbender? Man, I don't even know because depending on the time period, I could be like just chilling in a village trying to help build houses for people and like help taking care of stuff like that. Um, but if we go towards more Legend of Korra time, I maybe I would end up being a uh, a metal bending policeman, you know, though I hate police, but uh, you know, or maybe just or you know, uh, I don't want to spoil anything, Kyle, but. There, there's, you know, 
I will say there's clans of metal benders going forward. Oh, it's so interesting. I, I, I don't want to say too much, but I maybe want to be a part of that kind of whole vibe because I love all of those characters and I cannot wait for you to meet them. And so we can geek out over it together. Oh man. I, I love metal benders. I love that family. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hurry up, man. Uh, yeah. I got to finish. I got to get to it. Cause I've, I'm really excited because like I just hear so last Airbend, airbender like obviously you know I'm new to it I love it so far but I, I expected it to be great because there's just nothing but hype around it right now with it being added to Netflix but Legend of Korra also I remember when that was airing I had not seen last airbender so I didn't watch it but all my friends were watching it and they were like dude the show is like next level like it's what a lot of my friends have Legend of Korra as their favorite animated show of all time so I'm I'm really excited you know, I I don't I never really thought about it like that, but it might be my it might be mine. Really, oh, bar none, I, like favorite. I love Legend of Korra, man. I mean, I I did name my huskies uh, Korra and Kai. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that that happened. I mean, <laughs> I have I have receipts for that, but <laughs> the show just spoke so much to me because it was such a more mature take on this world it and it gave us a it gives you a very flawed not to say ang isn't flawed people really need to figure that out ang is very flawed but people just like to not talk about his flaws but people but with cora we get we get a very complex avatar and gives us a lot more adults and mature problems to deal with and so i i just think it hits in a lot more personal and deeper uh hits you know it just it hits you in different parts you know so it's a different show i don't like comparing the two but legend of Korra just it's so visceral it's so visually striking other than season two um i love the characters the development it it has flaws like all shows but i love those characters i i don't know if there's a show that i care more about the characters maybe than legend of Korra. Oh, that's so encouraging. I can't wait. I'm so excited to get to I'm I'm really like I'm on the tail end of season three, so I'm I'm close. But yeah, expect expect many podcasts. We'll be talking about both these shows. Uh I know I, I know that we're gonna have Wahid on one talking about The Last Airbenders very soon. So um expect that. But this is a great pick. I, I love this pick. I wanna move to this this universe tomorrow and just start living a life as a waterbender. It sounds so fun. <laughs> yes. All right, so that's my fifth pick, and uh, what will be your fifth pick, Kyle? All right, so yeah, starting out my my final two picks. Um, for number five, I am going to – so this one was kind of off my list, but when you mentioned the Wizarding World, I feel like I, I'll just kind of go like explain it, and then if you want to veto it, let me know. I think it still kind of works uh, using the kind of the same qualifiers as the Wizarding World. Um, so I'm essentially going with the – the world as seen in the Percy Jackson series. Um, oh, yes. So, you know, this is another case of like pretty much coexisting with Earth and with the world as we see it. But, you know, if you're a demigod, it's a very different world. Um, you, you know, this is a very pro Percy Jackson podcast. Obviously, we can't wait for the, the Disney Plus series. Um I can't believe they've never adapted it to live action before. I can't believe they never made movies. They definitely should. Yeah, and like I would have casted Logan Lerman, personally, yeah. 
He's, he's a little old, but I think he would have been good. Uh, <laughs> just give us the series already, Rick. We're so excited. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Percy Jackson series. So, basically, if, if you're not familiar with the series, it's about uh, a guy named Percy Jackson who is he's a demigod. He is um, the son of Poseidon, the Greek god. Um, the show really delves into, like, Greek mythology. Um, makes it very accessible. Um, this, this show is a large part of why I just really love Greek mythology. Um, it really just hit me at the perfect time. I was just a, a huge bookworm when I read this series and just kind of dove into Greek mythology after the fact. Um, and so, yeah, like I, I'm just, I would be a, a kid at Camp Half-Blood, you know, similar to how you said with the Wizarding World, like being a, or I think with, uh, sorry, with the Pokemon universe, like being a kid and then growing up in this universe, I, same with me. I think I would be like 10 or 11 years old. And, you know, be about to be about to enter Camp Half-Blood um, and just being, being able to experience like the world as we know it. But with the lens of knowing that there is a lot more at, at work and a lot more at play, um, maybe like getting a chance to see the labyrinth. And it's a dangerous place, but like visiting the labyrinth and, and giving a being given a quest to do something involving the labyrinth. That was always so fascinating to me. Uh, I think that's probably my favorite book in the series is battle of the labyrinth um and then you know like visiting like the underworld or going to see uh maybe even like going to see olympus or like just seeing all these different crazy places um while experiencing them in like the lens of like the real world would be really interesting to me and again this is kind of touching on a lot of our picks but like existing alongside things like fawns and um you know, satyrs, uh, or like tree or wood nymphs or, you know, stuff like that. And then, X-lopses. yeah, exactly. Oh man. I would, I would be best friends with Tyson. That would be my yes, Tyson, <laughs> boy. He's such a good guy. He's the best. Um, so like, yeah, living in that world, it's a dangerous world for sure. And like, they make this kind of not joke, but they say this all the time in the series, like living as a half blood, you have a very, like your days are numbered pretty much. Um, it's a very dangerous life, but, I think it would be really fun. And like growing up in Camp Half-Blood, I would love to um, be there during the era of the Percy Jackson books um, because I love those characters. Again, like I said, I would probably hang out with Tyson all the time, but I I would also love to like meet like Beckendorf and like train with him and because he was always a favorite character of mine or like, you know, just getting a chance to like hang out with Grover and, and like hang out in the woods with him or like be taught by Chiron. I just like, there's such a really, really unique cast of characters in these books and getting to go to, and also this is fun because it's not a school setting. It's a camp setting. So like you really are at summer camp. There's dangerous things going on, but during your day-to-day, your routine at this camp, there's a lot of really fun stuff to do. Like, especially when they have like the capture the flag games and stuff. Like I feel like that would be so fun. And then once I leave the camp experiencing like the, the world outside, with all these dangerous creatures around. I mean, I would want to go on one of those adventures or one of those quests and like, you know, do something to honor my, my, my parent. Like that would be really, really fun. So I just, I think that that would be, I don't know, just like going to camp half blood each summer would be super, super fun. Okay. I love this pick. Oh man. The Percy Jackson series is one of my favorite book series of all time. Like it's, it's right up there with Harry Potter. Um, I'm such a big fan of Greek mythology, man. Um, even before these books, actually. So when these books came out, like I latched on to them. Like Lightning Thief, I was like, oh my god, it's about Greek mythology. And, <laughs> like I read these books with like with like a fierceness about it, man. And they're so fun. 
they're so digestible. Um, the, the first person um, POV with, with Percy, it, it, you know, you're essentially just reading like a book, like it was written by like a 13 year old, you know, it's yeah. very loose. It's very light, very fun and full of just like things you'd be like, well, this is a bit, um, what's the word? Uh, rudimentary or, you know, it's a bit arcane or it's just, you know, but it works so well because yeah, you're, you're following the story of this 12, 13 year old kid. Uh, or what, what age was he in the first one? I, I think he's, I think he's 12. Well, right. Yeah. You, you, you know, you're with, with them and you watch them grow. So this book series just has me. So being a demigod, would be pretty fun you know the fact that you're one of your parents is a greek god or goddess and it, it gives you these kind of these extra abilities i wouldn't say powers so to say um because you know no one really can use them I, i'd say as all like all the time you know right it's just it's it's kind of like a a skill that they can use when they can but I gotta say, what demigod, what a who, which god or goddess would be your parent? So I've thought about it a lot, and it actually has changed quite a bit as I've read the series, you know, over and over again. Um, my initial answer was Poseidon, because, like I said, I do like I love water, and I just love that idea. Um, the thing too about these the series that they really do a great job of is like a lot of these kids just like are really kind of like neglected by their Greek parents. I mean, like that the, the the book series does a great job of portraying the greek gods and goddesses as very flawed like people um so i would go with like maybe athena um i think that uh just like having that this is more this is less a skill and more just like a personality trait but the idea of having like discernment and having wisdom uh and being as level-headed and as gifted as a, a you know annabeth is who i, I love annabeth um just I, that kind of speaks to me. I think that would be really important um, growing up, you know, and when you're going to this camp, like to have that uh, inherent like personality trait would be important to me. Um, that or just for my like for fun answer would be Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's the best. Like I, I hate him, but he's hilarious. Um, he's so funny. I, I remember when I first read the Titans curse and he shows up and he's like quoting his haikus and stuff. Just he, he's so funny. Um, so also like, having that would be really fun but i think between those two like you get a lot of like just inherent gifts and you're able to be a really skilled like battle tactician or you know you're, you're able to help like if someone else has a quest you know annabeth doesn't have a quest until i believe uh battle of the labyrinth but she is always so important to percy in his quests um and the relationship is just it's one of my favorite things about the books but even barring that like she's just a gifted like she's a really valid uh, friend to have in those like situations so i'd probably i'd probably go with athena what about you dionysus oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah i was looking through all the cabins to like make sure i didn't miss one and i thought you know i i stumbled on dionysus and i'm like yep that's exactly <laughs> who would, i would be a demigod of you know like the man the god of partying and festivity and 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 just vice and yes. just, I feel like that would be amazing. And I feel like <laughs> I've always tried to live life like that if I can. You know, um, I'm very high right now. So <laughs> I'm, I live like Dio, you know. 
I would call him Dio though, not Dio. That'd be Mr. Weird. D. <laughs> Mr. D. I, you know, people do call me D also, but uh, <laughs> we already have that in common. But I, you know, it would just be so fun to be at Camp Half Blood. You know, like you said, you're training, you're you're doing uh, weapon training, you're doing capture the flag, you're you're bonding with your with your cabin mates and everyone else. You're you're getting to go on quests, maybe if you're lucky enough to get picked by the Oracle. Um, it's just you know I never I only went to summer camp maybe once, and it wasn't enough. So like I feel like being able to be a part of like a summer camp like almost all the time with people who are like you would be amazing. And just to have a world that's so based in Greek mythology. That's that's a bonus, man. Yeah. Even if you are getting constantly chased by uh, by monsters all the time because you're a demigod, Kyle did mention that. By the way, he did say it's dangerous, but he didn't say why. You're being chased all the time by monsters. Oh, constantly. Constantly, they do not like you. Okay. That's yeah. <laughs> that's the whole reason Camp Half Blood exists. I mean, that that's the safe haven for for Half Bloods, and even that doesn't work all the time. As as the series shows, like you are constantly on the run. I just think it's such a like that. What an exciting life that would be. And yeah, you nailed it with like, especially being in like. So I was the same way. I think I only went to one camp, if even one. Um, so going to a camp and then being around people who are just like you, like that's probably. It, I'm picturing myself in the shoes of someone who like has this, you know these abilities or these skills or whatever. And I don't know one of my parents and like just having this really terrible, like kind of overwhelming legacy sometimes on me going to camp and meeting people like me would probably be the best thing that could happen. Um, and look at the, look at the friendships and relationships that came out of that. Like we, you know, we get the, the incredible dynamics between like Percy and Grover and uh, Percy and Annabeth. And, you know, sometimes it goes wrong, like with Luke, but I think that, uh, that a lot of that had to do with his relationship with Hermes like that, you know, it didn't necessarily have to do with his upbringing at Camp Half-Blood. He even said that he loved his time at Camp Half-Blood and he had those great relationships with like Annabeth and, and Talia. So I, you know, I just think that like that would be so important. And I just the idea of like a summer camp is always fun to me anyway. But when you throw in like the Greek mythology stuff, it's just it puts it over the top for me. We we may have to end up doing a uh a watch podcast of uh, the series whenever it comes out. Oh, that would be so fun. I'm so hyped. By the way, real quick, I was going to say, as a chilled child of Dionysus, uh, I would be able to control plants, strawberries, and grapevines. So almost kind of what I wanted to do as an earthbender. <laughs> you know, just connecting the dots. It's perfect. It's perfect. And then next year, you got to come to New Orleans for the crew of Bacchus Parade just to fill it out. <laughs> oh, I am down. I'm so down. I, I need to go to NOLA soon. Uh, <laughs> but yes, the Camp Half-Blood. And of course, you know, you didn't mention this, but you are also technically part of a world that is tied to the Roman mythologies mm. in the in the uh, Egyptian mythologies. And I think technically all of them, because yeah. these these books that uh, Uncle Rick has created for us and has also, uh, you know, he, he's done such a great thing. He's uh, had this this uh, book company, I guess, or a publishing company, and he's getting other uh, people from around the world to write uh, these children's stories about their mythologies. All these different religions and cultures are being essentially flourish with and put into this universe. And I think they're all kind of connected if I'm not mistaken, or at least I know for a fact, uh, the Roman, the Greek and the Egyptian are connected. 
Yeah. He's done, a horse. he's done such a good job of connecting them all. I haven't read all the series. I'm really behind, but I did really love the the Roman series. I think it was uh, I the forgot Heroes what it was called. The Heroes of Olympus? Yeah, the Heroes of Olympus series. Like that was which is really just a continuation of the first series. Right. Yeah. But I, I No, no, wait. Is that the No, that's the name of the first one. What is the name of the second one? I cannot think no, no, of. No. I think the first one is just Percy Jackson and the Olympians. And then okay. the second one is, yeah, it's Heroes of Olympus. So it really is just a continuation because you get Percy Jackson back in like the second book. But it, the way they did the Roman side was really interesting. Um, I love Leo. Leo's the best. Uh, Frank, 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 Frank and Hazel. Um, yeah, so like you're right. You get that side of it too, getting to visit maybe like other camps. Um because, like, you know, they kind of get some, there's, like, some conflict between the two camps in that series, but it's resolved by the end of the, by the end of the series, and, um, yeah, that is a really great series, but I, I just, I think that the big point of it is just, like, getting to be at this camp, like, surrounded by people who either are your, like, distant siblings or, like, people who are like you, like-minded people who are kind of going through the same thing would be really, really fun. That's a good pick, man. I'm I'm actually beating myself up that I decided not to go with that. Uh, I don't know even why. I I don't know. I'm mad. But <laughs> your your list is is tip top, man. Uh, you, you want to go ahead and give us a quick rundown of what you've drafted before your last pick? Yeah, for sure. So um yeah, so for my first five, I have uh, Narnia. I have uh, the Grid um, from the Tron movies. I have. Uh, the TV universe as seen in uh, Fairly Odd Parents. Um, I have the the Lego movie universe. Um, and then I have the Percy Jackson universe. All right. Hit us with the last one. All right. So for my last one, I'm still looking at like quite a few picks. This has been interesting because like the more we've talked and done this podcast, I've been like thinking about others. Uh, and it really is. There's like the, the possibilities are endless. Um, And this is one that, like, it's going to be kind of like some of my other picks where it's just, like, I want, like, a real chill life. But this is it to, like, the extreme. So I'm going to go with – I'm going to live in a pineapple under the sea, man. I'm going with Bikini Bottom. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I got to do it. I – I just want to, like – I just want to live in Bikini Bottom. I want to work at the Krusty Krab and just – that show is just the epitome of like the chill life. Like they get up to some crazy hijinks for sure. But I just want to chill with SpongeBob and Patrick and like go jellyfish hunting and like bother Squidward. I feel like that would be the most just fun. Like I honestly, I just got, so they did a remaster for a SpongeBob game on the PS4. It's called battle for, for bikini bottom. It's a really good game. I'm glad they did a remaster, but like playing it again, I'm just getting so much nostalgia from when I used to watch this show. And like, I'm, I'm like, I miss watching the show just because like watching it, I was like, man, I want to live in bikini bottom. And I just want to like hang out with all these people. Like I want to hang out with Sandy. I want to like go lift weights with Larry. <laughs> like I just, just hanging out with all these people would be super chill. And I think that's the point of it is like, it's just like, it's the ultimate chill life. You're really not really doing much depending on where you are. But, you know, if you want some more excitement, you can get up to it with like Plankton or you can go to, um, why am I blanking? What's the place that SpongeBob and Patrick go to where it's like really, it's at night uh, in the the people. uh, Oh, um, man, I have no idea. 
You know exactly what I'm talking about, though, right? I know exactly what you're talking about. It's but... the it's the glove like when they get like the glove candy and stuff. Anyway, like if you want to get up to it, you can go there. Um, I'm picturing like going for a Is it three. Rock bottom? Yeah, yeah, rock bottom. Rock bottom. Um, yes, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> going for like a three a.m. Taco Bell run and then going to rock bottom and like being there waiting for the bus. Like I just, I feel like just living in Bikini Bottom would be so chill. And you really, if you wanted to, you just didn't, you wouldn't have to do anything. Maybe work at the Krusty Krab, but otherwise it's a pretty like chill kind of average life. And that sounds like super fun to me. <laughs> oh man. So that, that's a great pick. I was not even thinking about Bikini Bottom because then I would have to figure, try to think what kind of underwater creature thing am I going to be? Kyle, <laughs> what are you going to be? Um... I feel like I would love to be like this. This might count as like a cop out answer, but like, so Sandy is just a squirrel that happens to be underwater. So I would be like a, I feel like I would be like a bird that's just underwater and I have to wear a suit the entire time. <laughs> and I live in a you dome. You wear a suit with wings though. <laughs> I feel like they could figure that out somehow. Oh, I mean, uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's bikini bottom. They'll have it happen. I, you know, I don't doubt that at all. So you'll you'd be an underwater bird. I exactly. I that. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm trying to picture that, and I kind of want to see what they could do with that. Um, right. So living the bikini bottom. That that's probably the most chill pick of the draft, and probably it encompasses the idea of just living there. You know, like all the other uh, universes we pick for the most part, we're kind of in the action. We're like you know, gung ho, we're picking up causes where we're, we have some sort of powers or abilities, you know, even if we are kind of more on the normal side, this is just, you're some random animal underwater in this like post-apocalyptic, like <laughs> nuclear wasteland. Uh, that's what I love that theory. Um, and you're just doing, yeah, you're, you're working at the crusty crab, you're flipping burgers or hanging out with Patrick and, and SpongeBob, you're you might go to base Vegas once in a while or <laughs> Dolesville even. Um, but I just, you know, this is a wholesome pick. I, I got to use that word because, you know, it's just going to be fun and happy there. You know, even when craziness hits, it's probably going to be a fun, happy crazy. Right. And so this is probably the best pick as far as what we were saying, as far as living, not like, you know, adventuring or, or anything like that, but just having a normal life, this is probably the number one pick out of all the ones we've done. And I love that, dude. That That's a great pick. And that is two Nickelodeon picks for you. Oh, draft. that's true. I, I was, yeah. I mean, I, Nick shaped me, man, growing up, but like I watched some Disney Channel stuff, but it really was like Nickelodeon and, and Cartoon Network. And I was even thinking about it too, like this, it is. It's like a chill pick and you get to live a chill existence. But even if you want, if you want kind of the other picks we're going with, like where you're in the thick of it and adventures, you could even like get into it with like Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy and, you know, like get into like their adventures. Um, like I said, this game. So did you ever play Battle for Bikini Bottom? I did not. I think I watched someone play it for like forever ago. 
I had it on the PS2, and I just played – I mean, I don't think there were many games I played more growing up. Like, it was just one you finish and you immediately start it over. So they remastered it and put it on the PS4. It's the exact same game, just with updated graphics, and it's so damn fun. Um, but you, like – it's kind of the same thing. You're doing a lot of things, and, like, obviously there's a story, and you have to, like, fight these, you know, robots or whatever. But, like, you're still kind of, like, living kind of a chill life. And just kind of chilling. Like, you play as SpongeBob, you can play as, like, uh, Patrick and Sandy as well. But it's just, like, you get to do so many fun things and just kind of see what it would be like. Like, you have the the beach, what is it, like, Shady Shoals. Uh, and, like, you just get to chill and, like, just kind of hang out. And, like, I feel like that would be kind of the – if we're talking about living somewhere, like uh, – I, I honestly, like, I can picture, like, having a house right there. I would, I would put my house right in the middle of SpongeBob and Squidward's house just to see that feud go on every day. <laughs> uh, and obviously add fire to the flames. That would certainly be annoying Squidward as well. But, uh, like, I just, yeah, I think that would be the epitome of, like, a chill existence. I, I love that pick, man. SpongeBob is one of my favorite cartoons of all time. Like, it, it shaped me as well, man. Like, I've watched up until the movie. I watched all of those episodes probably like, I don't know, tens of times, tens to 20 times each, you know, they're so short, but so classic, you know, the yeah. rape, the, the Super Bowl halftime show, the, <laughs> you know, the rip my pants episode the when Squidward goes to, to move away, uh, man, they're classic. And so good. You know, I have to say, the best part about you living in Bikini Bottom, you get to eat Krabby Patties. Exactly. And for that, I think you're you might be the winner of this draft. <laughs> just for just because of that alone, sir. There's not many things in fictional like shows, whatever movies that I want to eat more than a Krabby Patty. It just we looks are so all good. Plan- we are all plankton. <laughs> we are all plankton in this world ravioli ravioli give me the formuoli <laughs> oh man yes oh we could we could start quoting spongebob all day now okay <laughs> just use your imagination <laughs> it's, just, it's a dangerous game <laughs> we won't do that no no we're, we're okay so that is a great list sir of fictional universes um let, let me tell the people what I have drafted before I, I uh, give us the last one. But uh, for my fictional universes, everybody, that I would love to live in, Poke- the Pokemon universe, the Wizarding World, the Star Wars universe, the My, My Hero Academia universe, and then the Avatar the, or the uh, Bender universe. Hmm. So with that being said... I'm pretty much all up in the action. I'm going like, I want to either have some power or I want to be surrounded by creatures who have power. Okay. Um, And this next one is just the same. (laughs) I'm sticking to it. Um, I'm going with the Marvel universe. Hell yeah. And I'm going with the Marvel like universe as in the comics, just mainly because it's just so much bigger and wider uh, with a cinematic one, I would just be limiting myself. But I want to live in the Marvel universe because anything can happen. So much stuff does happen. Time travel exists. There's multiverses. There's mutants. There's inhumans. Um, there, there's so much stuff happening in the world that can just be like, I can turn on the news. Oh, crap. Uh, San Francisco just blew up. 
that's crazy. <laughs> and then can turn on the news the next day and be like, um, Captain America saved all these people. And, and you know, and you get to see, they ca- caught the footage of him fighting uh, Loki and you get to watch it. That would be insane, right? That'd be yeah. awesome. But of course, if I was a part of the Marvel Universe, I'd probably be a superhero in the action. And that alone right there would be so fun. Um, I'd probably not be an X-Men by choice just because who would choose to be a mutant? Like, right. be persecuted and hated? Um, and of course, that's that's just a... That has its own problem, you know, that whole thing. That's heavy. But to be like a superhero, man, like, just imagine being like having the powers of Spider-Man or mm. or just having like being able to fly for some, you know, the multitudes of reasons of why you can fly in the Marvel Universe is almost infinite <laughs> point, you know. So you could have so many different things you can do. I, I would love to live in the Marvel Universe, man, just to be able to see actually see Captain America with my own eyes on TV or, you know, working up beside them, uh, Spider-Man and Cat and Iron Man and all them. Professor X, I would love to just talk to Professor X and, and hear him, what his views on the world and everything going on. That'd be awesome. Right. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, this is, this is another of those where, like, the opportunities and the possibilities are endless. I mean, you could... I had a couple, so I had a couple like in Marvel universe universes on my <laughs> list. Like I had, I had like Monster Isle for a while. I had like Latveria. Latveria, I don't think it would count because that's just a country. But like, you get to do so much. Like, like you said, there's time travel. There's the possibility of, I mean, you know, depending on your alignment, you could end up fighting other superheroes in like the Civil War. You could, you know, like there's so many different things that could happen. Um, and it's another thing where it's like, there really is just so much excitement. I'm pretty sure you would be doing something at all times, especially, you know, obviously living in this universe, you don't want to just be a civilian. You want to be a a superhero. So like you would probably very quickly be aligned with like the Avengers or with, you know, maybe be the, with the defenders or working with like Luke and, uh, iron fist is like a hero for hire. Like you could just do, there's so many different things you could do. And then again, like this is another like just being around so many living legends. Like, I personally would go straight up to like Johnny Storm and be like, "Bro, let's just go paint the town." Like, I feel like I would have the most fun with with him. But yeah. I mean, there's so much you could do. I imagine you'd probably live in New York because that seems to be where everything happens. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, um, but yeah, there. I mean, there's if you wanted to, you could go to like you know Wakanda, or you could go to you know like you could go. You could go check out like the negative zone. I don't know why you would want to, but like that's a possibility, you know. Uh, but there's so much you could do. You could probably, I mean, you could team up with just like who who is like who are the who are the teams? Or I guess who would you immediately want to like align yourself with if you're in this universe? I I can't help it. I want to just go. And hang out in New Orleans with Gambit. <laughs> just this is a pipe dream. Like I, I, I would love that. I don't know how much I would actually like him as a friend, though. Right. He's a he's a good guy, but you know he's he's just you know he's a bit rough around the edges, and he's you know he kind of 
leans, you know, he kind of kind of flip flops around sometimes for his loyalties. I don't know right. about that, but I would love to just have have a ball in New Orleans with Gambit. But as far as like maybe joining up with, like, man, I would want to hang out and like fight the baddies with the X Men, even yeah. if I wasn't a mutant. Like I would just be like, I I like you guys. I didn't want to hang out with with a you know Nightcrawler and Beast and Logan. And, you know, who, of course, who knows what the, the group is. The X-Men themselves have, like, five, six, seven different groups at any one time. So, but just being, like, around Professor X, I think, would be amazing. Professor X and Jean Grey. Mm. I think I'd probably fall in love with Jean Grey. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Logan and, and uh, Scott would both hate me, probably. <laughs> Um, and I don't even know what like my powers or superpowers would be, man. Like, there's so many to do. Honestly, I've always wanted teleportation, so that's if I could choose, I would just choose that. Mm. I don't yeah. even care about the coolness factor or like the code name. I just want to be able to teleport, man. Yeah, it's a it's a handy gift. I mean, you you see how well Nightcrawler uses it. Like that's. Well, I, I don't like want to go deep. to some really weird demon dimension while I do it, though. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. Yeah, that's kind of the downside. <laughs> um, yeah, I just like, especially the when you said the X Men, getting to just go and like hang out like at uh, Xavier his his school, like, and just like have classes with, you know, being taught by Storm or like Beast, like that. That in and of itself is so interesting. And then, because I feel like that would be important if you're suddenly transported into this world where you have powers and all of this responsibility all of a sudden, it probably is important that you're like at some kind of school like that or being aligned with the team like the Avengers. Like you need someone to kind of help you with that. So yeah, that's that's the, probably the smartest choice, like immediately getting involved with uh, with like a, you know, a group like the X-Men. But there's even like the, the point of like, you could even go cosmic and like chill with the Guardians, like, you know, torn yeah, planets and stuff. Up. I could literally be on another planet. Yeah. The whole I mean, time. The, the, you could literally, like, there's, it, it really, the, the word is endless. Like, I'm waiting for them. I loved the game, like, the DC Universe online game. I, I just want them to make something like that for the Marvel Universe. We've gotten kind of shades of it with other games, but I would love something that expansive for the Marvel Universe. That would be so fun. I agree, man. DC Online was, was fun uh, for a time. I, I definitely got tired of it but you know a marvel like that would be so cool i, I just sure. want powers you know like i i have two two drafts on here i i have superpowers my hero academia in marvel universe so <laughs> i just want to be able to do cool shit yeah that's all and because all i can do here is is talk on a podcast and write man <laughs> that's not a good superpower <laughs> um but yeah, so that is the my last pick, man. The Marvel Universe, and uh, so our two lists are, are a bit different, I will say. Yeah, for sure. But I like them both. I really like your list with how unique your worlds uh, worlds are, man. Bikini Bottom MVP. I think <laughs> MVP Bikini Bottom. That's it's just so chill. I just yeah, I. Yes, for I feel like with your list, there's literally like you're always going to be like in the thick of something and doing something, and that's so exciting. So like I feel like my favorite is probably 
I mean, I got to go with the Star Wars Galaxy because, like, that's just, you know, of these universes, my favorite IP is probably the Marvel Universe. But, like, the Star Wars Galaxy, there's just, a, like, a lot of potential um, to be doing something at all times during that without kind of, like, the... Because there is a downside to having superpowers sometimes. Like, sometimes, I, as much as it sounds really cool to have them, I'm sure there's times where they just don't want to have them and ha- want to be normal. And so with, like... With the Star Wars galaxy, you can just be like a rebel fighter and like have, be a normal person, still have a family, and then you know on the side be touring these incredible planets and like you know being working alongside people like Leia and and Han and stuff like that. So I think that that's probably my favorite. Um, I think that we still have yet to see a lot of like the Star Wars universe realized on screen. Like I, I want to see more planets. Um, I'm hoping Mando season two really goes to different like different worlds and we get to see that but i think that it's the future is bright as far as like expansiveness for the star wars galaxy i I think they're finally going to be getting away from the skywalker stories and we'll we'll get to see some pretty unique stories going forward but yeah that's definitely my my favorite pick of yours thank you sir thank you um this was a super fun one man i i love all these universes honestly i love all these shows all these movies these books there's so many great fandoms uh, in the worlds that are built from them. Um, I, you know, I just wish we could keep talking about them. We can, but you know, I don't, know, I don't think anyone wants to hear that. But <laughs> if you had to, if you could pick one other, one other universe or world, what would, what would you pick? Your, uh, your honorable mention. Um, so one that was on my list for a while, I, I still think it would be really fun. Would be uh, Monstropolis and, and Monsters Inc. Um, we kind of yeah. talked about it with like, yeah, with like the animated movies draft when when you stole it from me. I'm not salty, uh, <laughs> but like getting to be a monster and like work at that work at Monsters Inc. would be so interesting. Going to Monsters University, like I feel like that would be super super fun. What about you? That's a good pick. Um, I only had a couple other uh, po- options. I was thinking about. I had Narnia, of course, but the one other one was Middle Earth, and that was probably my most thought about because i was like that's a a bit crazy of a world like yeah even in its downtime it's just a it's a lot and there's definitely no plumbing there so (laughs) that all coupled with you know i was like "Eh, i'll stay away from middle earth but you know i would love to be a hobbit and live in the shire so definitely it was it could have happened i thought about it yeah that i'm actually surprised between our two lists that didn't pop up but yeah it's there's a lot of like problems involved there depending on where you go but living in the shire would be fun i would go to to the cellar door and say hi to waheed every friday night uh and Mm -hmm. yeah that i mean that's i'm surprised not not, neither of us picked that but i think we covered a pretty like expansive list of ips between our two our two lists oh definitely uh i was not expecting nick to be on there but (laughs) happy it is um so any any other last thoughts about our draft or in our picks? No, I just I'm really curious to see the feedback on this one. I I as always I, we love hearing back from you guys. Um, we love you know seeing you you pop up in the polls. Uh, so as always you know if you have questions about these lists, if you if you liked them, if you hated them, whatever, we would love to hear from you at at Planet Fantasy Podcast at gmail.com. Um, 
we'll be you'll be seeing a, a poll from this episode very soon um so let us know like if there's any we miss that you know fictional universes that you would love to to visit or to live in um um we, we love hearing from you guys and we love doing these episodes this is episode 20 um and we just yeah this is i can't believe we've done 20 already this has been really fun so just to Damon, thank you, man. This has been such a fun like experience getting to do this. Talk about this nerd shit every week. I love it. <laughs> I do too, man. I'm so glad you agreed to to start this podcast with me. Um, I, you know, I really don't know what I would have done if you had said no. <laughs> I don't think it. I would have found as much chemistry with someone, man. Well, we, you know, I think we click, bro. So For sure. it's been a lot of fun to do this, and I, I don't, you know, I think we're gonna keep on trucking, and I don't want to stop. So. Yeah, we've got, I mean, there's endless ideas. We've got so many coming your way, guys. We've already mentioned some some sneak peeks of stuff coming towards you, but just expect some more fun. Um, obviously, next month is all going to be themed stuff. So if you want more, like, themed to holidays or themed to months, let us know. I'm sure it's going to be, you know, with the next three months, we've got some fun, I think, ideas for, like, themes. Um, but, yeah, this is uh, this has been a good one. Thanks for listening. See y'all.